The Incomparable. Number 500. February 2020. Welcome back, everybody, to The Incomparable. This is The Incomparable, episode D in Roman numerals, episode 500 of The Incomparable, which means we have continued to do this for 500 weeks, more or less. Why? I don't know. Anyway, I'm your host, Jason (laughs) Snell, as always, or at least as mostly. Uh, Did you know that I didn't host either episode 97 or 98? Weird. Anyway, I am here with some of the finest by volume panelists in the history. As it happens. Uh, And I am going to introduce them to you now. And then we are going to do some stupid stuff for a while. Like we do, like, like, you know, like every 500 uh, episodes of proven like this some, some would say every episode oh well, we have, we have a, a body of work that proves that this is going to be really dumb i'm going to introduce everybody in the order in which they will pick in our draft that we're going to do in this episode because i thought hey oh, this will be really cool <gasps> we'll do a draft and then i went back and looked at episode like 100 200 300 400 we do a draft like every time it's not cool at all but uh i still want to introduce these wonderful people who are the top 10 panelists in the history of the incomparable scott mcnulty you were picked randomly number one that is the best way to be picked number one i think (laughs) that's right you earned it by not doing anything and being randomly chosen so congratulations and welcome story of my life uh monty ashley will be our second choice monty has appeared on the mothership 119 times by the way scott's 130 monty hello hi i'm random number two but i random try harder yeah that's good. People like references to Avis ads from the 1970s, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. That's... David J. Lore will pick third. David, who's appeared on 164 episodes. Hi, David. Hello there. You know, my name is DJL in Roman numerals. Mm. What's the J stand uh, for? It's silent. Okay, it's silent. good. Uh, Steve Lutz will uh, choose next. Inexplicably, Steve Lutz has been on 139 <laughs> episodes. That is inexplicable. You would think you would have cut me off right after episode nine. Yeah, right? Like, I regret everything, and then we're never going to do a horror movie episode, and that's the end, Steve. But here you are. 500 episodes. We did it. We did it. That's right. That's what you said after 400 episodes, and I had to remind you, you're 100 short. This time, it's real. That's right. Erica Ensign is next, 122 episodes for Erica, who, I, I just want to point out, Erica, a, uh, a latecomer to The Incomparable has been mm-hmm. here for the vast majority of the run of the of the show now. Hello. <laughs> I, I still feel like the new kid on the block all the time. But uh, yeah, we've had 500 episodes and I joined in 160. So I guess uh-huh. it's, I'm not that new. Not really. <laughs> you got to stop yeah, talking God, like it that. It feels like that was yesterday. It does. Yeah. It does. Erica's been on I was 122, in a 122 episodes. Yeah, you did. You did. I, uh, I, I recruited you when you were still in Wisconsin. There's international laws that would have been broken if I had recruited you while you were in Canada. So, right. fortunately, yes. I got you right You played you it left. safe. Uh, Lisa Schmeiser, who's been on 84 episodes, including episode two, by the way, just, uh, you know, seniority. Hi, Lisa. Hello. I, I've really been slacking off. <laughs> You're still in the top 10 by by a generous margin. It's pretty good. It's a little just, no, my husband said tonight at dinner, he's like, yeah, you really, he's like, you just front loaded everything. I think you're just coasting at this point. So I mean, <laughs> isn't that the best though to do? Yeah. You, did, you did put in the work. Now you just reap the rewards. 
And by reward, I mean being on this dumb episode that we're on now. So I I feel like if my if if any of my suggestions take root, then I'm obviously going to have to be on the subsequent podcast for them. Right. That's how it works. That is that's how it works. Okay. Um, Next up in our order is Glenn Fleischman, who opted not to be here because in a true definition (laughs) of Glennon. Because it was his idea? Um, Possibly. Uh, So Glenn was on 92 episodes. Also mentioned Serenity Caldwell, who is contractually barred from being here also 93 <laughs> episodes would have been in the top 10 uh but she has a, a reason glenn just didn't show up so hi glenn we love glenn <laughs> we love glenn heart we, love, we glenn. love him do we Woo. uh we yeah, do we, we still do, do. we still we do glenn. tony sindelar will uh choose next after glenn who will not choose hi tony uh 77 episodes hello nerds it was a mistake. <laughs> it was a lot of Batman. <laughs> Thankfully, we got the 500. Mistakes. We can end here yep. and no further harm will be oh, yeah. done. Did, did I mention that this is not the, the incomparable farewell spectacular? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. Until 501 comes out, anything could happen, really. The future's promised to no one. Uh, John Syracuse has been on 156 episodes and uh, this one too. Hi. You know, Jason, I still have easy access to my anger at episodes one and two being recorded without me. Mm. I still think about that. <laughs> you don't read uh, books or comic books, which are what those two things were about. I'm just saying. I was like, we're going to do this podcast. I'm ready to go. And then you record episode one and I'm not in it. And then yep. two, same thing. Couldn't stand it. Uh, I've got a little trivia about that that I found. So I found the GarageBand files on a random hard drive in a drawer in my office for episodes one and two uh, the other day. And if you go back and listen to them now, they're super uh, somewhat remastered versions of them (laughs) because I did actually take them and like reprocess them and all of that. But um, we recorded those a couple weeks before the show launched. Um, We didn't have a name for the show at that point. Um, One of them was recorded... Uh, I can reveal now exclusively to my former employer at 4 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean 4.59 p.m. In my, in my office. Well, I thought it was at 5 p.m. And then I looked at the date and time and I was Oops. like, oh, no, that's when we ended. We started at 4 p.m. And then the second one, Lisa and our old uh, colleague Jason Brightman and I recorded over lunch. That was like on a lunch break on a Wednesday, we talked about comic books in episode two. Uh, also, I'll, I'll just throw this in here now. Uh, we Like I said, we had no name. Uh, and so we kept referring to the podcast that we didn't know the name of. Zeppelin Enthusiast was a uh, title that I thought of uh, seriously, but unfortunately, um, all the Led Zeppelin fan clubs would have, it would have been confusing. <laughs> and then my next suggestion Bad was, SEO. and this was in the pre-recording part of one of those episodes, I joked that what we should do is just make it a series of words so complicated to type that no one will be able ever to find the podcast. And my suggestion was we call it Amalgamated Zeppelin Monocle Company. <laughs> <laughs> there are no bad ideas not, in domain name uh, registration. I feel like you should yeah. sell t-shirts saying Amal- Amalgamated Zeppelin Monocle Company, and that's like a deep cut for people Imagine. who are listening yeah, to the podcast. Sure. Yeah. That would be like the 1890s version of it. And what I'm mm. saying is, uh, with 218 appearances the most by anybody, it's Dan Morin, who somehow is picking last of all the randomly selected people. <laughs> Hi, Dan. <laughs> Jason, that seems just and right. Can I go home now? Uh, no. <laughs> you're, you're not home? No. I've been in Jason's basement for the last 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. True story. Help. Yeah. I don't even have a basement. But I know. Oh, my That's God. Makes it, makes it worse. Put the lotion in the basket, please, Dan. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. I, I listened to a lot of back episodes in prep for this, and the number of times that Dan mentions that he's contractually obligated or required in some way to be on the podcast 
is enormous. Yes. It's probably the most said thing. It veers a little too close to truth at some point, right? You should see the contract. It is How long does this contract clad. run? <laughs> lifetime, it's a lifetime contract. Oh, wow. Who, who's Man. Jason's mind? No one knows. <laughs> so what do we do on this thing? So we, we're going to pick, we're going to do a draft. Um, Jason likes to draft things. He's obsessed with driving drafting things everything will be drafted eventually it will culminate, it will culminate in, in a draft draft in a draft draft <laughs> uh we will draft incomparable drafts but we're also going to draft other incomparable episodes but before we do that i want to give people a little bit of background i also have been studying our archive a little bit and i'd like to point out some of the uh, episodes we did early on where we felt like it was very oh, clear no. we would not be going for very long. Uh, the 20 oh, episode yeah. plan. We did uh. Uh, We did an episode about every Joss Whedon TV series, an episode about all horror movies, yes. an episode about all Pixar movies, an episode about, about all Miyazaki movies, an episode about all the Back to the Future movies, all the Harry Potter books and movies, everything related to and not related to Stephen Fry, all superhero <laughs> movies, all seven seasons of Star Trek The Next Generation in about an hour, and all all of the Game of Thrones books, I believe only one book has been released since we did that episode. <laughs> My personal favorite in the we cover everything about a given topic in one episode file is our first April Fool's episode, number 31, Supernatural. Yeah. Which yes. is the topic for that is stuff we think is funny. It's funny. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Everything that we ever wow. thought was funny all is the covered funny in things. that one episode. <laughs> yep. Got all that episode and there's nothing funny on the podcast ever since. Also, I want to point out uh, in one of those things like how you don't believe that 1990 was 30 years ago that um occasionally i will use the uh, the new like reimagined version of the incomparable theme song instead of the classic version i just want to point out the new theme song was uh was released 200 episodes ago so <laughs> how new is it really in 100 new episodes things. it'll be half as long as the original I have some follow-up now. Uh, I, I did check episode 400. and To episode, yourself? Uh, episode 300 from past episode. <laughs> so it turns out... Uh, now rebuttal. I remember episodes that are about something very clearly, but I do not remember episodes that like this that are not about something at all. <laughs> um, so I did some research and I found out um, in both episode 400 and episode 300, ever clever Jason Snell asked for ideas for future episodes because let me tell you 500 episodes of a pop culture podcast you're out of ideas i'm just saying you're completely <laughs> bone dry out of ideas <laughs> which by the way is an invitation to all of our listeners to send all your oh, ideas yeah. our way because we love yeah you. we're especially into uh media that's not easily obtainable and uh -huh. is 500 hours or more yeah. jason so. likes really <laughs> long video games and anime series yeah does anyone have any like like home videos that we just really appreciate <laughs> glenn is gonna kick himself when we do that berlin alexander platz episode um so in the episode 300 topic draft where i suggested very quickly that people suggest episodes that we could do in the future um chip suggested gargoyles which uh we haven't done although there was a tv episode that dan did about gargoyles yeah we sort of did it yeah yeah there you go it's on the and network. now it's on disney plus yeah. dan suggested the dark tower which we did yes Woo. uh scott suggested ian m banks's culture series which we have not mm -hmm. done so we might mm -hmm. want to Look back at that, Scott. That's why I'm bringing it up now. It's interesting. Yeah. A little yeah, culture wait, another 200 episodes. That's right. <laughs> and, and I'll look back at this when I'm doing episode 700, and I'll say, wow, we really didn't do that. And Scott is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. That's a turn. Wow. <laughs> Erica suggested we do an episode about Labyrinth. Check. Yeah. We did it. Done. Got there. Steve said it's, un it's unrealistic that we will do another episode about a horror movie. 
<laughs> Steve. Wow. We did mm-hmm. one. But that was not my suggestion, so you 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 ignored my suggestion. Your suggestion was that we do an episode about sports fandom, which is still there on the board. Hasn't happened yeah, that yet. That was a bad idea. <laughs> Show me sports one. fandom. <laughs> Glenn uh, suggested we do uh, The Lave of Heaven, um, which is a book Ooh. that uh, we have not covered. Uh, but Glenn's not here. Andy Anaka was on that episode, and he said uh, maybe Are You Being Served or other P.G. Woodhouse stuff. P.G. Woodhouse, interesting idea. That'll Ooh, come back. That's a good one. Yes. Good. Monty suggested uh, Robert Heinlein because nothing is as non-controversial <laughs> Robert as Robert Heinlein. Yeah. Mm. Uh, David suggested we do an episode about The Prisoner. Check. Done. Check. And I suggested that we do an episode about The Abyss, and guess what? It's still not available in (laughs) HD, (laughs) so we haven't done it. I'm waiting. Waiting for James Cameron to sign off on that 4K HDR. He's got seven Avatar movies to finish chasing. Cut the man some slack. (laughs) Give him some time. Now, in episode 400, Dan suggested we do Gargoyles. (laughs) (laughs) Dan, get to work on that. Great artist steal, Jason. Yep. yep. Uh, Glenn suggested we do a, a something about reevaluations, but then he couldn't be on that episode, so who knows what was going on there. <laughs> Lisa, you suggested that we revisit the uh, Blue Ant trilogy by William Gibson, and we did a pattern did. recognition yes, episode. It was so fun. So yes. I think I'm going to put a check mark there. John suggested we do an episode about Willow. Now, John, we haven't done a Willow episode yet, but we have done Labyrinth and Dark Crystal, so I feel like we are on the precipice. I was just going to suggest we do Willow. I'm glad Past Me did that already. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, I just watched it a couple of weeks ago, and I am on board with this. Yeah, it'll happen. It'll happen. Uh, Steve suggested a Monty Python sketch draft, which... Uh, oh, yes. It's not, mm. yeah, it's Interesting. Not uh, Monty suggested old-timey comic strips. Yes. What a good idea. I like the way this guy talks. <laughs> There's some kind of sock puppet on this podcast now. <laughs> David suggested we do a world draft, which I believe is like fictional planets from yeah. all of culture. So I pick this world. It's a draft. <laughs> Guys, stop agreeing with yourself for the past. I, yeah. I have to I cross her off my list for tonight. And Erica, okay. uh, Erica suggested an old movie club featuring the movie Midnight, the problem which is it's very hard to find. So we haven't done it. So I came up with this idea that we'd finally just draft uh, draft episodes. And I said, okay, we'll draft regular episodes. And then maybe one round, I'll make everybody pick a draft episode. But I've already had this idea because, again, I don't pay attention to what happens in these episodes that are not about anything. Episode 300, <laughs> we actually had a round where I had everybody draft an episode. And so I'm going to declare these episodes off the board. Uh, from episode 300, Chip drafted the computer game draft, episode 195. Dan inexplicably drafted Stephen Fry Does Not Appear, the nonsensical <laughs> episode about nothing. Episode I myself. Scott uh, <laughs> d- did minimal research and just picked episode one. I was going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Too late, Scott. Good news, episode two, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> Erica drafted uh, The Critical Mass of Lady Geeks, 198. Steve... Being Steve drafted, of course, Grayskull Anonymous episode 58, in which mm-hmm. Steve drafted Skeletor. And I was going to draft it again tonight. I, I know you made up this rule an hour Taking ago. it off my list. Uh, Glenn so... drafted the Real Genius episode where John Syracuse ruined my uh, my favorite movie, Real Genius. Thanks, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> 
He didn't really. It just was. I I I can't listen to that episode at all. <laughs> it's it's hard. Um, it, it brings up things. Andy and Otko, uh drafted two forty five, which is the episode where we all went and saw a movie together and then talked about it afterward at Dan's apartment. <laughs> um, Monty drafted the incomparable Radio Theater episode one thirty three. That's pretty good. Mm. That left David not able to pick. The Incomparable Radio Theater, which was quite a thing. So he picked the uh, second Incomparable Radio Theater episode, uh, 174. Which was a very Monty loophole to do. And I picked mm-hmm. the first Star Wars episode, episode 146. So those are off we the board. We didn't talk about Star Wars until 146? That's 46. not right. Well, I'm sure we did an episode where we talked about all Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all Star Wars. And Star Wars. Trek <laughs> and other space-related things for, for 58 minutes. All space opera. This very special episode of The Incomparable is brought to you by Pingdom from SolarWinds. Do you have a website? And does your website have a shopping cart, registration forms, or maybe a contact us page? If you answered yes to these questions, you need Pingdom. It's pretty basic, right? Of course, you've got a website and you've probably got one of those three things. Nobody wants their critical website transactions to fail. This is a bad experience for everyone, for your users, for you. It could mean lost business for you. But the good news is Pingdom will do transaction monitoring. Transaction monitoring alerts you when cart checkout doesn't work, when forms don't work, when login pages are failing, ideally before they affect your customers and do something bad to your business. Pingdom will let you know the moment any of those things fail in whatever way is best for you. You can customize how you're alerted and who is alerted depending on the severity of the outage. Pingdom cares about your users having the smoothest site experience possible. And if disaster strikes, you'll be the first to know. It's very easy to get started. Go to pingdom.com Snell right now for a 14-day free trial. No credit card required. And when you sign up, use the code Snell at checkout to get 30%. It's gigantic. 30%. Off your first invoice, thank you to Pingdom from SolarWinds for supporting the incomparable. And with that, I'm going to ask my uh, my panelists to pick uh, an incomparable episode because this is an incomparable episode draft. Scott, episode one's off the board. What do you pick? Man, I really liked episode one. Mm. It was all downhill from there. I, I was on it. Uh, I picture this if you can. Uh, there are some uh, people in a marketplace on a, <gasps> uh, a desert-strewn apocalypse <gasps> wasteland, <Wow>. uh, <laughs> and they do incredibly stupid things. Scott, <laughs> that sounds like episode 135. That is, in fact, episode 135, the title being Total Party Kill. The the first uh, time that we played D&D together for a podcast, people said that shouldn't be done but we did it <laughs> and they were right they were totally right <laughs> thank god we stopped after that <laughs> that's right we, we all recognized it was a horrible mistake uh no we continue it, it, it was spun off into its own podcast mm-hmm. it's it's uh it's great we're all just living off that sweet sweet D D money it has been fun but i i enjoy uh, being occasionally a, a dungeon master. I've had children since then, so that has ruined many things in my life. <laughs> I don't have time to podcast as much as I did. Uh, but uh, I will be back. I enjoyed listening to the antics of other people, and it all started with this little episode 135. I'd say this episode also is a classic uh, incomparable dumb idea which is like what if we just play Dungeons and Dragons on an episode of the podcast that sounds like a really bad idea let's do it 
and it was a bad idea. Uh, we did get ourselves killed, which is very impressive. In our first fight. And yeah, and then it's turned into a podcast. So yeah. it's pretty good. And to our credit, uh, we managed to both precede and not actually tap into <laughs> the rising popularity of actual play uh, D&D yes. podcasts. Mm-hmm. It, it was quite a feat. Yeah. We're good that way. <laughs> yep. We were ahead of our time. And behind and it. behind it. <laughs> <laughs> but we're certain there is our time. Somewhere. Somewhere Maybe in there. Maybe just a little 15-minute stretch. A less successful time. But that's good. I had that on my list, Scott. That was our, our uh, first total party kill was on the incomparable. Monty, it's uh, your turn. I'm going so early. I have actual options here. That's exciting. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the episode that I have listened to the most. And mm. I normally do not listen to an episode Uh-oh. if I was on it because I find it distracting if I make the same joke as a podcast uh-huh. I'm listening to. Also, you were there. Yeah. yeah. That's the number one reason I don't listen to podcasts I'm on is that I already heard them while yeah. I was there. <laughs> but yep. episode 173, Damn it. Z, Damn it. Human Centipede, oh, yeah. the full yeah. version yeah. of 173 classic. Santa-based Christmas. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> is a classic and it's a classic for a reason i don't know what that reason is but there is something very entertaining about i think lisa having those bells that she would occasionally jingle during the episode (laughs) i still i still remember you putting out the call saying hey we have a gap in the schedule i don't Mm -hmm. have a lot of time i want something that i can edit really easily Mm -hmm. let's do christmas songs and then that turned into the most monstrous editing job i still remember you falling out of your chair trying not to make noise laughing yep that is just utterly delightful and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. The version I'm going with is the unedited version. Of course, oh, yes. And spruced up now. <laughs> no, no, that's because... the, that's yes, indeed, Monty. I just wanted to point out that I, although it was a supposed to be instant post, like recorded Friday night, posted Saturday morning, then I had to spend all day Saturday editing it. And of course, <laughs> in human history, what has gone down is the definitive version of it is the one that is not edited. So <laughs> thanks, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. Because what I love is that golden. I get tweets. Yeah, I get I think... tweets every oh. holiday season saying this is a holiday tradition for us to listen to this episode and yes i find that so heartwarming see jason i think your determined but futile resistance to the descent into madness is a vital component of what makes yep. listening to it I agree. so great because it's just sort of we do talk about christmas music a lot during this christmas music episode it just gets weird and out of control yeah, it's uh, it's it's sort of like a, a, a Christmas cocktail party in podcast form because yeah. everybody was in just the right mood mm-hmm. at that exact moment for, for us to do that round such that, I mean, so many great moments. We have our spontaneous round of Feliz Navidad just to mess with Erica because she hates it so. The extended riffing on I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus that goes completely off the rails. Uh, Daryl Hall's green nipples. <laughs> <laughs> but mostly Jason's suffering yep. and yeah. loss of sanity at the realization of how bad the edit is going to yep. be, and he needs to finish it by the next morning. It's just so so lovely. Uh-huh. Yeah, this wasn't on my list. Strange. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. It's the best episode. You know it. Yeah, I knew somebody else would pick it. That's why it's not on my list. Um. All right. Yep. San- Human centipede makes sense. Sure checks out. David, uh, it's your choice. I'm going third, and I've been sniped. What is this? <laughs> this is the incomparable a podcast where we draft things. Sniped you last time too. <laughs> so, well, since I can't pick radio theaters and I can't pick the human centipede, 
I'm going to go with an episode I was not on. It's episode 307, Mascot Hands, the story oh, of boy. Cool Cat Loves the Kids. Oh, I love that one so much. Because Phil kills me. I love <laughs> listening to Phil making fun of things. To this day, my kids say, say lemonade, say lemonade. Lemonade! Lemonade. Lemonade. Yep. There he is. Yep. There he is. I, but I, again, I, I think your point about Phil uh, doing his dramatic reading of the lyrics that were written on oh, the yeah. lyric sheet but not performed <laughs> in the movie is the just how oh, that's the that piece episode. de resistance. Yeah. That's the chef's kiss. I think of that as Steve's rocket surgery. Like, I, I blame Steve <laughs> almost entirely for that movie. Well, the previous rocket surgery, I think we had a, at the end of it, basically, was the lobbying by Steve that we had to do Cool Cat next. <laughs> well, it wasn't so much lobbying as you asked everybody what you thought we should do next, and I just said, there he is, about yeah. 15 times in succession <laughs> until you submit it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is the, the Cool Cat trailer is the greatest trailer in the history of it really cinema. Is. Oh, so. it really is. Uh, but the movie was pretty, pretty amazing, yeah. too. Yeah. All right, Steve, your choice. <sighs> wow. Well, here I was sitting <laughs> in the number four draft spot, a position that random.org never, ever gives me. And thinking to myself, wow, at number four, I might not actually get sniped. And then immediately got sniped in the second <laughs> round. And I was feeling slightly better about it because I figured, well, okay, if I hadn't been sniped by Monty, I was going to get sniped by David anyway. So it's all right. I feel a little better about that. And then he sniped me on Cool Cat. <laughs> so I've been double sniped, which is not great. Um, but that's okay. I have at least a few other ones that I would, I would like to pick. Since we already talked about holidays, I think I'm going to stick with the holiday theme uh, for this choice. And... Um, I really feel like it's all been downhill for the incomparable since we ran out of beloved holiday items to run down. <laughs> and did we run out? Boy, did Which, we. Yeah, wow. It's it's tough coming up with a holiday thing to do every year now. But uh, this particular episode wasn't about a beloved holiday item, but in fact, a much reviled oh, and rightly so holiday yes. item. Uh, I'm referring yes. to episode 226, Stop Circulating the Tapes, <laughs> <laughs> plaintively shouted yes. by John Syracuse. <sighs> it's on my list. Of course, this was uh, this was our episode discussing the Star Wars holiday special, which... That's where I learned that Tobor is robot backwards. <laughs> Tobor is robot backwards, absolutely. I think we, we spend almost as long talking about the commercials as we do about the show, because the show induces so much pain. John, in particular, is in extreme, <laughs> excruciating pain throughout most of this, and I, I love it so much. I just listened to this a couple of days ago, and there's a bit at the end where uh, I, I think uh, he's discussing how awful it is that they brought everybody back at the end, and uh, it, it's, it's true, this really is Star Wars. I could have pretended before when it was just a bunch of people in fursuits tromping around and grunting, but <laughs> now that I see Carrie Fisher and the rest hanging out at Life Day, it's undeniable this really is a Star Wars thing. But he just starts saying, don't sing, Princess Leia, don't sing. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't sing. <sighs> but sing she does. She so, does. Uh, like I said once before, I've actually reached a point with the Star Wars Holiday Special where I sort of enjoy it unironically, but... <laughs> This episode, uh, in particular, it's is it's a great uh, annex to that because it's uh, it's very very funny and um, 
I think we channeled our pain into some good content. Mm. I think this is my uh, real genius episode because I haven't gone back and oh listened no. to it. <laughs> oh. It's yep. a good episode. But I think that the highlight of it is still the moment where we're discussing the Fruit of the Loom commercial. <laughs> Jason <laughs> is discussing the old lady who's talking about her deceased husband and his underwear. <laughs> he says, fortunately, I'm not alone. I still have a pair of his underpants and these fruit men, which... <laughs> I, I believe it's probably the greatest line of all time for the incomparable. Just... But there's a lot of good stuff in that episode, too, that uh, it's well worth going back and revisiting, or visiting for the first time if you've never revisited. So. Wow. Yep. yep. Any, any time of the year is holiday special time. It mm-hmm. is, because it's non-denominational. I think life so. Day. Every day is life Happy day. Happy life day. If you're alive, life it's day. life day, folks. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Erica, your turn. Oh boy. Well, I was sitting here nice and smug because it's rare that I get sniped in a draft because... Oh my God, what is this? I I just have very different tastes from everybody, so it's very, very rare that I get sniped. However, I did get sniped by past me because the one that I picked on episode 300 was my top pick for this one. So at least I'm consistent. Um, And I have on my list, I have like it's color coded and like there's the the bright yellow for for the the things that make me happy. And then there were some really memorable ones that are in red that were very... (laughs) That made you sad? Cathartic, I guess you could say. Uh, And that was, the Star Wars Holiday Special was on there. And I think just because because that was picked so recently, I'm going to go with the other one that is in red. And that is episode 250, Stay Inside My Aura. (laughs) That was literally next on my list. That was on my list. Uh, And I'm not picking it because it was an enjoyable experience. I'm picking it because it was an experience that I will remember for the rest of my life because I am scarred uh, (laughs) for for eternity by, by watching that movie and then by having to like dig into it and try to figure out what it meant and then come to the end and realize that we just we had no idea and mm. we what didn't care and the movie Z- didn't Z- care Zardoz. Zardoz. Was, okay. I'm still scarred by by Sean Connery's monokini yeah it was I, who needs the movie that alone and you know like I generally appreciate some good like you know, knit knitwork or crochet, but they just they made it bad in mm. that movie. And when you take <laughs> when you take handcrafts, needle crafts, and you make them, you make them ugly. It just it hurts my soul. Uh, there were a lot of things. Uh, truly, the worst thing that movie did was what it did for knitting. How dare you disrespect handicrafts? <laughs> I will not go to the second level, second with, you. level with you. See, like there are still things that I that I say in my life because of that that of awful. Zardoz. Awful, yeah. violent, rapey movie. That episode was Glenn's I fault. I blame Glenn. Way. Yeah. Well, he's not here to defend I himself. I take it back. Start we don't love on. Glenn after all. We don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I take that it back. was that was the moment that I feel like my relationship with Glenn really solidified into whatever it is now. <laughs> that was the exact halfway point, by the way. Yeah. To get that to two fifty. Interesting. It was. Yeah, that's the that's the full Good, good, good news, everybody. Uh, this surprise, I'm now going to begin playing our movie that we're going to be recapping here on the episode. It's Zardoz. Let's watch it, everybody. Oh, dear. What is that? No. All right. Stay inside my episode. Why is 15. that man's head bouncing around? Uh, the film is good. Lisa? I'm honestly surprised I wasn't sniped at all. It's a pleasant surprise, mm. though. Show off. Um, well... <laughs> 
Again, it might be possible that my taste is even more esoteric than Erica's. My first pick <laughs> is one that I actually think about like once a week, uh, mostly because I don't think I've laughed as hard as I ever did when we did this podcast, both from the insane combination of rules policing and the sniping in each other's drafts. I am referring to episode number 213, You Need an Agent of Chaos, which was our <laughs> oh, Saturday yes. Night Live Dreamcast and um, everyone gets Phil Hartman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the Phil Hartman rule is necessary, and I will go to my grave insisting on that. Absolutely. <laughs> Again, I think Phil and I argued about his picks and some of the ones that he had sniped from, because we had prepped for this, and he took some of my picks, and we argued in the car the whole way home. It was actually a really good time recording it, though, and um, every time the SNL cast iterates, I always kind of imagine what the second version of our draft would look like who we who we'd drop from the teams or who we'd add yeah that was a good that was a good episode it's draft episode too see drafts they're good that's what i'm saying drafts well you have to have an agent of chaos you do you do that's the thing we know (laughs) you need an agent of chaos for sure Mm -hmm. tony when lisa started discussing that one i thought i was about to get sniped for like the fifth time (laughs) so speaking of drafts where we argued and there was rules lawyering and we sniped at each other i would like to choose episode 255 the (gasps) summer superhero spectacular (laughs) round one which is probably uh, at least the longest dumbest thing we've ever done Um, yeah a a not just a single podcast but the first of a series of podcasts in which we scientifically prove that batman is the best superhero uh but by basically taking the premise of who would win in a fight and gussing it up a bit and making multiple episodes of a podcast four episodes it took us to do that 2015 what a time to be alive i thought beta ray bill won that Nope. Uh, no, nope. he nope. just had the best song. Ships on Earth went to the mat for Beta Ray Bill. That that was thematically consistent that you you mixed yeah. up me and Chip though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, not, not Tony. Not yeah. Tony. yeah. Uh, I apologize for my for my role in that as judge. I almost mm. asked if I could if I could take four episodes as one because I was going to argue that all four of those episodes should be taken together in sure. um, an epic that is maybe only ten minutes longer than The Irishman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would support that. I did collapse, so that was actually came out Comic Con week, and I, what I did was I dropped those as sort of four segment episodes. But the one that's in the archive now is just a full two and a half hours of round one, uh, wow. where we went through all of them, oh, and God. then we had. Yeah. I mean, Judges round and, one alone is uh, two and yeah. a half hours. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had so much fun. I took my role as an advocate very seriously. And I, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it was fun. I definitely had 261 on the list, if only because it has the epic Batman versus Moon Knight face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Dan, how'd that end up? Great. <laughs> Worked out perfectly. <laughs> I remember signing up to, to be a judge on that thing along with Phil and thinking, oh, sure, yeah, I could sit back and uh, come up with some just totally arbitrary, awful things to say about superheroes for a couple of minutes. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. I realized how many rounds we had. <laughs> it yep, just yep, kept going yeah. and going and going. Phil just kept pouring all these cocktails. <laughs> yeah. Lisa, you can't tell it at all on the final recording. Phil <laughs> <laughs> kept drinking cocktails. <laughs> can't oh tell editing magic. Unbelievable. I think we had to go back to bed now the next day. Yeah. I'll just uh, <laughs> click this D slur button. <laughs> yeah, we we have a filter that just kind of rings fill out and it just <laughs> You know, I uh I, I strangely that's not on my list. Anyway, uh <laughs> 
Oh, man. Um, but yeah, that was no, that was that was fun. And then we did a b- bunch of Batman episodes because I had to figure out like, well, he won um, <laughs> as punishment. Yeah. We then talked about Batman more for a very <laughs> long time. And then Those episodes spun off make Batman up. University. <laughs> uh, John, it's your choice. Oh goodness, I I have so many selections i have a top three ish and none of those have been sniping i don't know what order they're gonna go in this is supposed to be like our favorite episodes right not the best episodes uh, I think past, yeah past it's up to you of, or yeah. the ones that made the most impression on you as yeah. i did <laughs> and it, you might think it would uh people would be avoiding pick, picking episodes that they themselves are on but i am not following that rule Mm-mm. but i think for my number one pick i'm going to pick a an episode that i wasn't on i'm going to pick episode 354 Sons of Caledonia. Because I feel like, well, first of all, there are very few episodes in the podcast with just like two people on them, like Jason and another guest or whatever. And this is one of those. It's just Jason and Dan. Uh, And when this podcast began low many years ago, Dan was not yet a published author. He was an aspiring author. And I feel like, you know, we can all live vicariously through uh, Dan's uh, realization of his dreams. And it was fitting that there was a podcast with just Dan the the newly published author and Jason who uh, actually participated in that process as well sort of celebrating his arrival at a destination that could only be imagined back in episode 1 and of course now he's got so many more books uh more books every year uh and I I I like I don't know I like those those quieter episodes and you can definitely tell that uh Jason and Dan had a connection over their book and everybody was happy Damn it, John, I'm mm. crying. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say it was like the end of the podcast, but you could have ended it there. It's like this entire podcast is just to get, get Dan's career off the ground. <laughs> the arc of Dan becoming an author. It's a big reveal at the end that it was really all about Dan getting published. It's a good season finale anyway. Oh. Yeah, that was good. There, there are very few episodes with just two people on it. There's a couple of with me and Dan. There's uh, one with me and Anthony talking about Atomic Blonde. And right. then I believe, mm-hmm. John, you and I did the episode about all the Miyazaki movies, just the two of us. <laughs> so, Miyazaki. Yeah. We sure yeah. did. <laughs> Got them all. <laughs> Dan, it's your choice. Uh, well, I'm also going to pick uh, one with not, it's not with uh, two people, but it's with three people. Uh, and it is uh, Jason with me and John, actually. Uh, and it is episode 222, Force Giving, in which we <laughs> dissect the 82nd Force Awakens teaser trailer for an hour and 12 minutes. <laughs> because that seems like, to me, the purest distillation of the incomparable and, and what we madness. do at times. Yes, madness. <laughs> it is a descent into madness. Um, but, I mean, you know, I, I, Jason, I think, already took off the table the, the Star Wars episodes that we did, which I think are uh, widely regarded as some of our really good episodes. But I think this one also really feels like a it's a weird deep dive into a lot of not just like taking apart the trailer but also kind of there's a lot of like john was talking about there are a lot of hopes and dreams riding on this uh (laughs) back in 2014 and so uh i think it was interesting to sort of because we had our earlier trajectories as we like you know when we did like discovered that Disney had bought Lucasfilm and then we talked about the casting for a little bit and um, I think it's really crystallized into this episode as the three of us just totally nerd out about a really short trailer. Yeah, that that says it all, right? And then of course after that like literally every trailer that is released every for a Star Wars be- trailer. movie people expect us to release a two hour long episode immediately following it. <laughs> Guess what? We're <laughs> off the hook for at least a few years. Yeah, that's pretty good. Alright, um, I'm up next um, and I am going to pick... 
episode. Boy, so so there's so many episodes. There's 500 of them. How am I going <laughs> to? I'm, I'm going to pick a real imaginary friend episode 194, which is our oh, Kiki's delivery service episode. Oh yeah. Which features me and John and Steve and Merlin. We sing we sing some songs. Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, we have a long discussion about why the cat stops talking and whether the cat starts talking again and whether the cat ever talked that I still refer to even now because mm-hmm. it's uh, you know just it, it could go on forever about that cat and whether that cat is talking. I haven't even listened to that episode because I haven't seen the movie yet and I even talk about whether or not the cat really <laughs> the cat talks talking. because it's it just lives in history. I don't know. It was a great episode. It was one of my favorite movies of all time and talking about it with people who also love that movie and being able to have those moments where somebody else just from their perspective has a has a different view of it than you've ever had in watching it and then this movie that you thought you knew backward and forward is completely opened up in a different way uh which i think is kind of a pure that's like that's that's what i'm looking for when we have a conversation it's something to aspire to is like talking to somebody who has a different perspective who says something that makes you reconsider the thing that you've you know, you viewed or maybe have known for a long time. And that definitely happened with that episode, um, along with the debates about what the what the cat talking means, which were very serious. Kiki's riding on a broomstick. <laughs> She's encountering problems with weather and other and witches. Other witches. <laughs> no, that cat is Phil Hartman, right? Yeah, the cat is Phil, Phil Hartman. Everybody mm-hmm. gets a cat Depending named on Phil which Hartman. In the dub version. <laughs> yep. Uh, back around to Scott McNulty. You get to pick oh, another God. episode. Oh, this is exciting. So you see, I a uh, fun fact, if I were following John's suggested rule that you don't pick an episode that you appear on, uh, I would not have appeared on any episodes mentioned so far. I'm not <laughs> injured or hurt by this, uh, <laughs> but uh, I will remember this for always, and I will get my revenge. So uh, to kind of echo what Jason was saying, uh, I enjoy... Uh, when my perspective has changed on something that I love. Uh, my favorite movie, uh, bar none, is Star Trek II, uh, The Wrath of Khan. We did an episode about this movie called A Little Obsessed with Kirk, uh, yeah. episode 107. I have seen this movie countless times before I rewatched it for the podcast that we had. Uh, I, it never occurred to me that perhaps uh, you should count the number of planets in a solar system <laughs> and you would not be surprised uh, uh, until I watched it with a, a critical eye. I didn't notice that perhaps uh, you know having a five-digit code for your starship is not the most secure thing. Uh, and yet I still love the movie. It made uh, I love talking about it on that episode. And I enjoyed it greatly. So I am picking that, the incomparable 107. Uh, that That's also, I mean, that's a two-hour episode. It's one of those ones where it was not quite long enough for me to split it into two. But it's like, it is it is maybe my favorite movie of all time. So I was very happy that we got to spend a lot of time breaking it down and, and count the planets. That was an important lesson to learn. <laughs> that, you know, the first time you reach a star system, say, I think there should be eight planets. And then there are seven. You're like, wait a second. <laughs> Something's wrong here. What, what happened? Just, just do that. Well, the definition of planet changes all the time. Maybe they just got their... That's true. That's, oh, true. man. Imagine that. Oh, God. I enjoyed learning that in the future, spaceships will be decorated by the same people that currently decorate Benihana. <laughs> <laughs> Monty, it's your choice. I'm firmly going with ones I enjoyed 
I think this is a good episode, but I know it was the most fun to record. Mm-hmm. Uh, 325, The Monster Mash. Oh, that was That's a good night. <laughs> Recorded live at the Now Hear This podcast festival. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. On the Casper stage. Mm-hmm. We, we were in front of a, a packed, packed room <laughs> of people who didn't know who we were. There was like 12 of us on stage and like 30 people in the audience. Yeah. Usador was there. And listener TM Trains. He knew who we were. Yeah. I have a reputation for uh, going sketchy or <laughs> pushing the rules. I think no. I believe that is wildly overstated. I, <laughs> I wrote down all of my draft selections for any episode I was on today, and most of them are basically legitimate choices. <laughs> M- Monty, Monty, pro tip. Mm-hmm. No one legitimate ever uses the word legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what kind of businessman I am. Yeah. <laughs> the legitimate kind. Yeah. Uh, I did draft the Nicki Minaj verse from the yes. Kanye song Monster. Yeah. I believe I believe you were also generously offered the whole song and you declined. So. I really like the Nicki Minaj verse. <laughs> But it was really fun being in the same room with everybody. Like, I was right next to Steve, which meant I could tell when he was going to interrupt. So, you know, like tag team. That was nice. That was a good time. And we had a kid's table and a grown-up's table. This was was on my list, and uh, only now did I click through to remember that I had drafted Satan. (laughs) Surely you'll never have to answer for that. (laughs) Followed by Batman, by the way. Followed by Batman and the Monster Mash. (laughs) I'll allow it. Uh, I'll allow anything. David, it's your choice. Well, since I've just been sniped again, um, I will go with the other episode on a similar note. Uh, episode 260, High Five, which we recorded oh. at Worldcon in Spokane, mm-hmm. except we didn't have an audience. We were just huddled around a small table in a hotel room in Spokane, Washington, and it was delightful because, again, it's just it's great to be in the room. That was the fifth anniversary episode. So coming up mm-hmm. five years ago now. Oh, geez. Right. Um, oh, boy, and, right. But that was all in person, which is which, you know, is very rare that we get to be all in person and there was no audience. We were just in a hotel room uh, around a table. I'd like to congratulate Scott for having one Woo-hoo. of the episodes he was in chosen. I don't remember See. anything about that episode. I do remember riding in an elevator. It was just Jason and myself. And Jason looked at me and he said, you're very tall. <laughs> <laughs> and it was very awkward. Did you give him a chance to get out first? Uh, Steve, it's your choice. Oh boy. Ah, oh boy. wow. A lot of the ones that I had on my list have been, uh, have been picked already, but not this one. I'm going to pick uh, episode 232, Learning to Love Heidi 2, <laughs> which is our Groundhog Day episode, Yay. which Yay. I-, I love just because it's such a great movie, uh, and it inspires a lot of interesting discussion. What's interesting is I was listening today to the uh, Holiday Movie Vault episode, and I realized that we had already talked quite a bit about the Groundhog Day on that episode, mm-hmm. and I think there's another episode somewhere else where we also break it out. Uh, and start getting into Groundhog Day. So we, mm-hmm. in this particular episode, we finish with the movie after like 45 minutes because we kind of just zip through the plot. But then the rest of it is just like 45 minutes of us riffing about the horrible things that Bill Murray did in the, the days that we didn't see and talking about the various themes of the movie and uh, and just kind of ruminating about things. And uh, it's it's... It's a great movie, and the discussion of the movie is great, but then the the follow-on where we just are sort of having fun chatting about, you know, time travel things and uh, repeated days, um, 
is a lot of fun. And uh, I really enjoyed that episode. So I'm going to pick it. I remember that episode because it was the one where I forgot to rewatch the movie before the episode. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I've seen this a hundred times. I hope I can get away with it. I think I did. I think you did. You did. It's just a delight to hang out with a bunch of smart people who have interesting ideas about things and uh, just kind of bounce stuff off of each other. All right, Erica. Well, uh, I will say that uh, David's last pick would have been on my list, but in order to make it easier for me, I decided not to pick any anniversary episodes or year end episodes because mm. I felt like that was that was cheating a little bit um, <laughs> in part because year end episodes are like the, the clip shows. So that's like picking a, a ton of episodes in one. And then the anniversary ones, as you have said, Jason, uh, aren't really about anything. So I couldn't remember. Erica, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with picking <laughs> Uh, an episode full of clips. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. Don't listen. I, He's trying to send you down the wrong path. Don't do I, it. I, I left that for, for some other fool. Uh, instead, I'm picking one that was that, that feels like it was early for me. Uh, and that is episode 210, You Ain't No Nice Guy. And that is when we covered one of my favorite books of all time, The Stand by Stephen oh, King. Yeah. And mm. it felt it's felt pretty early for me and I felt like in that episode since it was kind of a smaller cast it was uh, Jason you and Lisa and Monty and John and I felt like I kind of bonded with with (laughs) you people who I I didn't know all that well at first over this book that I just loved so much and I mean that book has some some seriously weird stuff to dig into and to talk about (laughs) and then after that was kind of all done we all sort of dug into our own personal plans for what we would do after the apocalypse and that's how I really Really felt like I got to know you guys. John and, Syracuse's uh, plan is like etched on my cerebral cortex yes. right? to this day. Every once in a while, anytime there's like possible pandemics in the news, whatever, I instantly think of John and his plan. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to mention this one. There's there's another one where you discuss uh, uh, post-apocalyptic novels mm-hmm. and also break down into an argument about Indeed. who would be better at taking care of both those episodes on yes. my extended list. There's a weirdly high yep. number of post-apocalyptic novel episodes that I'm on is what I what I learned in reviewing this. All of you have very high opinions of your terrible plans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the plan is nothing, Tony. Planning is everything. Yeah. I feel like my plan might have been die in the first five minutes. Yeah. Mine was close to that, I think <laughs> failure is always an option and john's is extra complicated because he has to go to new jersey and pick up lex's kids so yep. <laughs> right right level of difficulty there mm-hmm. and it just it, i felt like it brought me closer to some of the the people that i now consider mm-hmm. my friends you, well your first episode was about a year before that so mm-hmm. i know yeah. and that's, that's how long it takes me yep well i hadn't been on that many episodes with each of you in that time so all right lisa so hilariously, Erica just sniped my second pick. <gasps> <laughs> I could not be more thrilled because I was beginning to feel like a little out of sync with all the other picks. And so I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> so uh, looking through my list, uh, scrambling through because I, I hadn't ranked them after two. I had just kind of assumed we would do two rounds. <laughs> and you wouldn't um, be sniped. No, oddly enough, I actually had um episode number 231 which is eat pray love die survive which Uh, is when our book club got together to talk about station 11 by emily st john mandel the peripheral by william gibson and slow apocalypse by john varley and one of the reasons i really like this episode is because these were three authors with three really different styles and it was interesting to see how we each reacted to them and um again talked about 
how realistic any of our plans were about the end of the world. And like I said, when I was going through my list, I, I thought, wow, we, we have covered like a lot of dystopian science science fiction over over the course of 500 episodes because there were like at least four Mm -hmm. different book episodes alone and there's like comic book episodes we've done and it's it's like a recurring motif i I don't know what it means to be fair we feel great about life well they're putting out so many of them (laughs) sometimes i you know i do episodes where there's a critical mass of people who are interested and Mm -hmm. it turns out there are a lot of people here who are like reading about the apocalypse (laughs) yeah Yep. Suspicious, isn't it? Yeah, it's aspirational reading. <laughs> I'm not really sure if I had proposed it because I was dying to talk about Liam Gibson or dying to talk about John Varley, but either way, like it was one of those where the the Station Eleven was the one that kind of threw me for a loop. But by the end of it, I was like, "Oh, I'm glad I did that." <laughs> you know, I think Station Eleven was the one that started it. It was more literary than the other two. In that people yeah, I know yes. who don't read science fiction or fantasy were like, have you read this fantastic book about what happens? And I'm like, I read those books all the time, but not this one. And in that episode, Scott and I basically say, because Scott was in this one. Hey, Scott was in this oh, one. Uh, that, I love it. Scott and I are like, you know, you know, the science of this apocalypse is really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's literary fiction. And therefore, fiction. I never read it. Even though some of it doesn't make any sense uh, logically. That's not the point. It was not, the book. It was not the point. That's right. No, I'm just saying. It's not the point. It doesn't make sense, but it's beautiful, and it's not the point. Beautiful and creepy. Thank you, Lisa. Tony? Uh, let's see. Choosing between episodes I really liked and grievances I'd like to bring to the group. I'll save those for later. Uh, I'm going to talk about an episode that I wasn't on that was a delight. I'm also, you know, this is this is... Somewhat Checks recent out. episode in our 500, uh, hey, uh, list of episodes. <laughs> episode 453. Son of a... Um, ah, damn it, Tony! Ah. Hey, you weren't on it. It's classier when I pick it. Uh, you know what's lame? April Fool's pranks. You know what's great? March 30th pranks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For the That's Rocket fair. Surgery Film Festival, oh. uh, an intrepid team of Jason Stahl, Eric Ensign, Dan Morton, Steve Lutz, Bonnie Ashley and Philip Michaels uh, discussed at length the film Star Raiders, a movie that is surprisingly hard to find, except not that surprising, because it doesn't exist. And it seemed like you genuinely fooled many a listener. And your discussion of this horrible movie, so horrible it does not exist, is hilarious. And I I don't really know how you pulled it off. It's very impressive. <laughs> well done. I think we see a lot of bad movies oh, is the answer. Yeah. So... <laughs> It really all fell into place very easily. <laughs> you, you had been preparing your lifetimes for it. Although so. I'm still not sure how the fruit cart ended up involved. <laughs> oh, I know. Every movie's got a fruit cart in it. Yep. Come on. <laughs> Space fruit. I have all three of the Rocket yes. Surgery Film Festivals on my list because it was just fun to try improv. And they mm-hmm. all turned out really, really well. I was well. just, I mean, as someone who, you know, there's improv elements in Dungeons and Dragons. I'm bad at them. Sure. I'm very impressed. Sure. I don't know. I haven't heard the bootleg versus I only heard the final edit. The final edit is an hour and 30. I don't know how big an edit job that was. It's not not uh, that big an edit. In the um, clip show this year, I, I played a little bit. There were, there were a couple moments where Phil made jokes that were very funny, but also <laughs> very clearly ridiculous. And there is... I forget. Yeah. I believe Dan Morin makes a uh, at least one very very subtle Star Wars reference that to me tipped it off that it was all a, a ruse that I assume got past the editor. Most, yeah, because I probably uh, didn't get is, that reference. It's a very it's a pretty deep cut. So I can't even remember it. 
Dan references yeah. the uh, background character on Empire in Empire Strikes Back on Cloud oh, City carrying the ice cream, carrying machine? The ice cream yeah. machine, which then later becomes slightly more relevant in, in the Mandalorian. Uh, Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Nerds. Oh, well. <laughs> I love uh, the movie we said was Star Raiders, and it was based on a Atari 400 game, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on the uh, page for the episode, there is a great gift yes. of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Go yeah. off the that, grid. Yeah, it's just go, awful. Off the, we, we've got to go beyond the map. And I mean, just just Phil's comment of, you know, you'd almost think someone made this up. Yeah. Or whatever whatever that line was. I just I feel I, like many of our listeners were well prepared for it. I, I listened to all the rocket surgeries. I've only watched the source material maybe two or three times. So uh, I Same. was well prepared. I think we had been all built up from listening to you guys discuss uh, movies that were very horrible that we as listeners had no intention of ever watching. So yep. good job. Yeah. We sort of beat you into submission with Frankenstein Island and the Wizard of Mars. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the mistake is I watched Frankenstein. <laughs> not, a mistake. not a mistake. Not a mistake. Nope. Not, not a nope. mistake. Not a mistake. We'll talk more about that later. We will. <laughs> and there's still time to go back and watch The Cosmic Man, so, yeah. you know. Thank you, Cosmic uh... Man. Uh, John, it's your choice. <laughs> so I'm glad we didn't try to lump these Star Wars episodes into one giant Star Wars block, because there's just too many of them, and I'm going to pick an individual one. It's funny you use lump and Star Wars in the same sentence. <laughs> 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 Always remember Lumpy, I know. <laughs> I'm going to pick episode 89, also known as Endor, oh, uh, which ew. I believe was the uh, the final part in our six-part series on the original Star Wars trilogy. Yep. And the reason I'm going to pick it is because this is the episode where I give my impassioned plea for the merits of Return of the Jedi, which is perhaps one of the most unjustly maligned uh, movies in the, the Star Wars saga uh I, I guess mostly because of ewoks but it's as i think i say in the in the program without return of the jedi i feel like the trilogy is not the trilogy in my mind yeah because there's only two movies <laughs> you know what i mean it needs a firm happy ending the, the specifics of the ending and the way it goes down makes the series and it lets me overlook any of the silliness that you might find in that movie and any dip in quality and Han Solo not having as much to do yada yada anyway listen to the episode uh I still point <laughs> people to it uh because I think it's important uh Return of the Jedi unjustly maligned no one told me it was an option to just say listen to the episode <laughs> done I can thing, command people to do whatever I want Man. <laughs> guys we could have gotten this done real fast if we just listed numbers yeah <laughs> so yeah guys uh new format for the incomparable number station <laughs> number <laughs> 107 325 number stations before it became two, popular nine. and that's number wang <laughs> dan it's your choice yes. tonight's year night in the barrel <laughs> tony sniped me with, by picking 453 so eat it, yeah. eat, eat it more it, it. It, it seems only appropriate Am I going to get sniped somehow in the past? <laughs> I pick uh, it's a reverse epi- snipe. <laughs> it's a reverse snipe. Episode 14, there's guacamole on the holodeck. I don't, I don't <laughs> care for that one. Video games. It, for the main reason, because it is the first episode in which I suckered my friend Tony Sindelar into being on the incomparable. Oh. Thus dooming us all. It impresses me that it only took two rounds for this thing to devolve into spite picks. <laughs> Steve, I've been picking via spite the whole time. We know. And within four months, we did a podcast that, again, it covered video games. All, all of them. All video games. All we would later, we would later revisit computer games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a good episode, and uh, mainly I'm just happy that I, uh, you know, misery loves company. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not really sure how I got tricked onto this. I should have checked into that. Yeah, so. should done nope. your research. Sorry, thanks yeah. uh, for hosting that one, Dan. I I was uh, one of the early, not someone that Jason uh, worked with or uh, went to college with or knew a bunch about Max with. Yep. So yeah, back when standards were lower. True story. Yeah. You ended that immediately. Uh, we got Erica later. So <laughs> Erica got in on Doctor Who scholarship. So okay. <laughs> I, did. I totally did. I, I want to point out, Tony, by the way, that your second appearance also I did not appear on. So I know. Well, I believe I is it on the episode or is it in the bootleg where we basically meet for the first time, mm-hmm. which I believe is the Captain America episode. Yes, that's the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So there you it's go. Like when Obi Wan yep. and Anakin shook hands. Oh no, it's my it's my choice, and I have Uh-oh. been uh, I have been sniped. Rocket surgery. Star Raiders was on my list. I was going to pick that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go. Oh boy, there's so many choices here. Follow your heart. Follow it. Do it. Do it. <sighs> don't do it. Your heart is a liar. It's trying no, to- <laughs> you know you know it. We here. Do you want us to give you numbers one digit at a time? Three, <laughs> two. Zero. <laughs> it is. Tony got it. <laughs> I know what your heart wants. Your heart. Your heart is a spinning ammo box. <laughs> I'm going to speak to the listeners here. What's going on? It is. My, my heart uh, is programmed to weaken. Uh, but you got to put powder on it to keep it embalmed. I'm picking episode 320. The power. Oh boy. The power. I know. I, power. I know who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember first listening to this episode when I was in Minnesota. That's weird. I have this written down as Jason's rocket surgery. <laughs> <laughs> the I discovered the movie Frankenstein Island in high school, and it became kind of a a point of inside jokes for all the people I knew in high school. And then in 2016, I got to inflict it on people who had not yet seen Frankenstein Island. And uh, what I particularly like the episode is very funny and we got to talk about all the ludicrous things that are in this completely ridiculous movie um but the best part was about six months later i got a slack message from tony sindelar who said you know every so often i just think about frankenstein island (laughs) (laughs) so allow me to think about frankenstein island there is no cure uh i have i have watched frankenstein island uh multiple times (gasps) um yeah yeah, this has been discussed i do have a folder of some of my favorite gifts from frankenstein (laughs) island that i look at when i'm when i when i need a little pick me up i have shown it to uh, many friends that purport to still be friends. (laughs) They're not getting the hint, is what you're saying. (laughs) This is a truly great, awful movie, and really the only thing, the only word of of, of warning I can give you is that my first viewing of Frankenstein Island uh, was via a a YouTube version of it, which had all of the satanic elements cut out, uh, and that's there's only about three minutes worth of them, but they are the best three minutes of the movie, so (laughs) don't watch that version. Also, there's a Riff Tracks version available if you can't you know if you can't you need you need a little bit of of, of that to get you through it uh-huh. so if your version doesn't have a plastic uh pitchfork in it the, the first quickly. version i saw did not have that <gasps> oh. oh my god i yeah. know Ooh. well i went but guess what that was a dangerous reason to go and watch it again the next time <laughs> <laughs> so you know what jason you've done a lot of things for me but making me watch Frankenstein island and then not stopping me from watching it repeatedly you know, was the greatest gift tony <laughs> honestly when you said you've watched it multiple times i immediately thought oh why didn't he ask me to watch it with him <laughs> You don't live. I don't live there. I know. I know. It's Skype together. Yeah. What you doing? Do you want to watch? I think we need to do a real, uh, real commentary for. Oh boy. Uh, Tejako, how'd you lose the eye? 
That's all they left of it, neighbor. That's all they left of it, partner. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay, uh, Scott wasn't on that one. Hey, Scott, uh, it's time. <laughs> We're going to go one more round. Scott, oh what's, your, God. what's your pick? Oh I was panic, uh, prepared panic. for two rounds. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, Glenn Fleischman is not here. No. Glenn Fleischman uh, oh, no. purported <laughs> to be a fan of They Might Be Giants. And then we did <laughs> the incomparable yes. episode number 70, where oh. I question... If he'd ever heard any They Might Be Giant songs, and yet he hosted the episode. <laughs> Scott, thank you for choosing this one. Uh, I have never met Glenn. He seems like a kind and wonderful and intelligent and generous and mm-hmm. lovable person. But when I, I have a distinct sense memory of walking down the street near my parents' house, listening to episode 70, and thinking I was having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> because Glenn repeatedly misquotes. They might be giant lyrics for an hour and ten minutes, and it, it, it broke something inside of me back in, back in, in one week in December 2011 that I have not recovered from to this day. Glad it comes from a, a, a place of love, but also I'm coming for you. Uh, it's a yes. broken place of love. Yes. It was not just that he referred to the band as they may be, they may be giants, but he actually they did. He did get many song lyrics wrong as well. That was an episode, by the way, that Glenn hosted, and yet inexplicably, I'm on. You're I don't on know it. why. Yes. <laughs> I think I just refused. I was like, oh, no, Glenn, you do it. I'll just sit here. Glenn, you are clearly a large fan of the giants <laughs> yeah. and an expert in the field. So. You take it. Yeah. Oh, well, wow. that's a good yeah. one. That's a good choice, Scott. <laughs> it's a choice. Thank you. That's uh yeah, that was fun. Though, you know, talking about we did that Jonathan Colton episode too. Like it was it's fun to, yeah. to branch out a little yeah. bit from the from the norm and um mm-hmm. they might be giants, I think is a uh, a fitting kind of band to fit onto the incomparable and again, yes, maybe uh, it turns out that the lyrics and name of the band were not as clear to the host as they could have been, but it's fine. It was a good time. I can still see the leaves. <laughs> Monty, it's your choice. I'm going with another one that Jason did not host. 75, My Gaze Box is Full of Menus. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah, got Great to nice. talk about text adventures. That was, I, did, I was not on that episode, but it did give us... Uh, more references to the gaze box. It's just Greg, mm-hmm. me, and Steve. I, so, point of clarification that I could learn by listening to the episode. I remember the exact story about the gaze box. I don't remember who originally told it. I think it was Greg. It was okay. Greg. And I think the, so. the idea that he he saw a gazebo in a tech yes. adventure and, and 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 the number of characters. I remember all the details. I think right. about it every time I see the, a gazebo. The parser the parser could only go for six letters, so he yes. thought gazebo was literally just short for gaze box, and mm-hmm. didn't realize that no gazebo is a word and gaze yes. box. Not oh my a God. word. <laughs> I'm not sure he ever examined what he thought Gay's box was in that episode. I think it's like but, you know, it's a, it's a you box stand, you look into. You stand, no, you stand in it and look out. Mm-hmm. You gaze, and it's yeah. a box. Oh, from I, which I, you I gaze. it more like a like a box that you would open up, and it would be like full of mirrors. Oh, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Why? Why would you have that? <laughs> Dan, being a dungeon master forces you to think a certain way about the world. <laughs> Home for to kill. There are often gaze boxes because uh, you know they're dangerous. All so. right, uh, David, it's your choice. Well, you know I love doing all the old movie clubs, and there are so many of them that are mostly good movies. And then there was episode one sixty seven, Space Wizard Musical, <laughs> where, where we watched <gasps> Singing in the Rain, High Noon, 
and the, the greatest, greatest show, show on earth, earth. Yeah. with buttons. A, a clown. clown. A clown. <laughs> yes. You always kill the one you love. Come always. to the circus, always. the greatest show on earth. Come to the circus. And <laughs> do, 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 do. One of the great things, I, I think it's on Amazon where they have like ancillary materials. There is this amazing like 30 minute documentary made at the time when they're doing mm-hmm. the movie. And again, it's it's it is almost as surreal as the movie. Is it narrated by Cecil B. DeMille? I think so, yeah. Oh! I have no memory of us talking about singing in the rain or high noon at all. Right? <laughs> right. Yep, all you remember yeah. is Buttons a Clown. Buttons I remember clown. Monty talking about the people who are real circus, uh, and he, but he says it like in a voice like he's talking about the real police. So, yeah. <laughs> I will also say, Phil had been threatening to show me The Greatest Show on Earth for at least 20 years. <laughs> oh, Wow. He's like, oh, yeah. Threatening is right. He'd look at me and he'd be like, you always hurt the ones you love. We have to watch this movie. And I'd be like, I have to go. I have to go now. Goodbye. <laughs> that was Phil's rocket surgery. Yeah. Oh mm. We just showed our daughter that movie. Yeah. Be- best picture. Best picture, people. Best picture. Best yeah. That's right. Picture. Oscar winner. Yeah. Seems right. All right, Steve. What? <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> Your choice. Oh, we're still picking things, huh? Yeah, a little bit longer, yeah. All right. Oh man, all the all the ones with asterisks next to them have been taken, <laughs> except one. Oh, um, pretty early on in our discussions over this podcast, I don't, I forget who came up with the idea, but it was probably me because it's a really bad idea. Yeah. Sounds like you. <laughs> Which is that uh, we should convince somebody to send us a yep. whole bunch of beer. I knew this was coming. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then we'll talk about the beer on the podcast. And yeah. even if the podcast is bad, we just got a bunch of free, free beer. beer. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to pick uh, episode 322, Taste Like College, yeah. in which Jesse Friedman, <laughs> formerly of Almanac Brewing, sent us a whole bunch of beer. I know what you drank in college. That stuff was terrible. Oh, it I, was. I have 428, <laughs> the second beer episode, because I wasn't on it, and I actually remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Steve, I had this on my list too. This was amazing because not only did Jesse like pick all sorts of different beer for us, and I think this I, this is my preference of the two beer episodes because he the second time he was trolling us and he got a bunch of weird beers. Clearly, I think he was trolling us a little in this episode yep. too, to be honest. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> but I but I found some good beers with this. But um, yeah, this was great, and um, you know, people always joke about like, oh, you were drunk when you did that episode. I'm like, no, actually not so much. Only Steve. But um, <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, traditional. This, this episode felt no different to me than any other episode, other than that I didn't pay for the beer I was drinking. Right, fair. That's fair. But, but episode 322 uh, is an episode also highly technical, because I had like people in a room here, plus we had people on Skype. Highly technical. And then by the end, we were just all drunk. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I made the mistake of actually finishing all the beers as oh, we were David, going along, yes. which was not the right thing. There were thing. five beers. <laughs> he sent us five beers, but then he also sent us like three or four additional almanac uh-huh. beers for us to try. Yeah. David, that's on you. I brought one of the extra ones over, yeah, after we were done. I, I seem to recall I didn't have any beer left the next morning. but When you did your regular morning beer check? <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, pretty much. What do I got to get this morning? Um... <laughs> 
But yeah, in addition to it being one of our Descent into Chaos episodes, which I always love more than any of the other episodes, um, it's actually a really educational episode because Jesse knows a lot about beer Mm -hmm. and a lot of the participants don't necessarily know a lot of the technical stuff. So like we're introduced to Saison and what that means and, uh, you know, uh, what, how it originated and who used to brew it first and as we go through you know a lot of things are learned about uh dry hopping and all manner of things and it ends up actually being i think a surprisingly interesting episode just on the merits even before it descends into madness uh-huh. so i agree i think it's a i think it worked out really well and i think the second episode worked out really well and i'm still looking for that other sucker that's going to send us more beer. <laughs> maybe episode 600 maybe Somebody will will come come around and want to send us more beer. Very nice, Erica. Your turn. Oh boy, I still have four left on my short list, and this mm. is tough. Um, I think I am going to go with episode three hundred ninety-one. You stole my lair, which <laughs> was it was a draft. It was. I had to pick a draft, and then it was the Doctor Who draft. Um, at, at that point, uh, when we did that in 2018, there had been 54 years of Doctor Who and about 275 different stories, and we had seven people on to uh, to draft Doctor Who episodes. And I think my favorite part of it was that I completely blew Jason's mind by not picking the rebus operation yes. in the first round. <laughs> I mean, it just broke him a little bit. In terms of draft strategy, that was fine. Nobody was going to pick it, but it still blew yeah, my mind because I you figured mm-hmm. you'd pick it anyway. Yep. And I did. I when I got around to the third the third turn, I picked it yeah. so that I was was able to uh I was able to talk a little bit about the rebus operation because it's one of my goals in life to talk about that Doctor Who story on as many podcasts yeah. as possible and I'm like nearing double digits at this point. So that uh that was an important uh, important moment for me and um and yeah, I still uh, am pushing for an episode in which we make John Syracuse watch a classic Doctor Who story just to see what he makes of it. <laughs> I've got it on my list: uh, I, the Rebos <laughs> Operation episode of The Incomparable, and uh, and and it, you know, possibly rocket surgery, possibly not. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> I've probably seen ten or fifteen seconds of it before I changed the channel from PBS when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Fair. you stole my layer. That's also a Liz Smiles line. The uh... yeah, that was the other nice thing about that episode was the amount of times I got to make Liz indignant for one reason mm-hmm. or another. <laughs> yeah, which is you know that's just a that's just gravy on any episode of a podcast. Is indignant not Liz's default? Yeah, that's oh, okay. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Guys, much, it's, you just say Scottish. That's you know. <laughs> this is why I like podcasting with her. So Third much. definition of Lizzie. <laughs> Uh, Lisa, (laughs) it's your choice. This one goes way, way back in the archives, back to what Jason referred to as when we were not sure how long this podcast was going to go. Episode number 30, Let Me Show You My Warp Bubble, uh, which is when we decided to discuss all of Star Trek The Next Generation. All All of it. All seven seasons. Hey, Scott, you were on that one. Yes, I was just with that. Yeah, and so was Dan, and so was Glenn. Um, <laughs> I, I have no memory of this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, um, and and it's basically all of us talking about. Well, we we like the show a lot. Here's what we like about it. <laughs> and there's a digression as to um, how foolish it was to get rid of um, Doctor Crusher for a season. And aren't we all glad she came back? And we talked about the difference between the Gene Roddenberry guided seasons versus the non-Gene Roddenberry guided seasons. And because I I like talking about Star Trek: The Next Generation, and 
I should add, I have also enjoyed the times I've been on Scott McNulty's podcast, Random Random Trek, which I feel like this is kind of a, a setup for. This It's just a fun conversation. And it's fun. To, it was nice to talk about a show that we all really liked and all really got something out of and were able to bounce back and forth and be like, oh, yeah, I hadn't noticed that. Or, oh, yeah, this is great. And had been um, off the air for a long enough period where none of us had yeah. talked about it with one another, which was kind of fun yeah, to exactly. kind of compare notes mm-hmm. about this thing we liked, but had, you know, was 10, yeah. 15 years in the rear view. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this is, again, nearly a decade before uh, CBS All Access decided to revive the franchise and put stuff out there, too. So we were like, oh, Picard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So great. We'll never see him we'll again. We'll never see him again. <laughs> never. Yeah. Yeah. It's very so, sad. Mm-hmm. All right. It's Glenn's turn next, but he's not here. So, Tony, it's your choice. <laughs> oh, gosh. We're still doing this? We are. This is We're almost at the end now. Almost at the end. I'm sorry. I've, I've just received a text from Glenn. He would like to pick funny bones I'm not <laughs> sure I... you know what i am gonna pick another episode that i was not on that i very much enjoyed listening to uh i'm even gonna say something nice about a person that is present on this podcast right now a person who does not deserve these nice things to be said about them except that they do how does that logic work let's not think about mm-hmm. it i am picking episode 223 uh picking my shorts uh this is the episode <laughs> episode about Mystery Science Theater mm. 3000. You know what? I am not a huge Mystery Science Theater 3000 fan, but a theme of things I enjoy in The Incomparable is listening to episodes about topics that people are deeply passionate and deeply knowledgeable about. And I'm going to give a special shout out to Steve Lutz. What? Who, that can't be right. I know. it's. <laughs> I, I can't believe the words I'm saying. Most of the time, he's just this goofy guy and he's making poop jokes. But like once every seven years, the planets align <laughs> and you realize that he is a hardcore nerd with some deep mm. deep knowledge of things and one of those things is Mystery Science Theater 3000 and on episode 223 it is a person who purports to be Steve Lutz who is very very serious about funny things and has deep knowledge of Mystery Science Theater and you know what? Steve Lutz is a nerd hello Steve Lutz mm, that can't be right <laughs> well this, I'm done this whole thing seems like a setup <laughs> yep it's a trap Steve Lutz this is your life uh, to be fair he has deep knowledge of poop jokes too that's true every mm. now and then Steve will start talking about something technical or something it's very it's confusing when it happens it's like you don't know things <laughs> I think it's better for all concerned if I stick to dicks and poop and you do but every seven years John Syracuse it's your choice uh, we're gonna make something of this podcast Jason just give me 35 years. <laughs> Episode right. 374. I, when we started this podcast, I didn't know if we'd ever do the Dark Tower because who can read that many mm. books? And especially so many me. people on the podcast I, hadn't, we can't I hadn't read, read any of them. I was yeah. like, right, consider your audience. Who are you talking to? <laughs> but we didn't, couldn't do the episode until I had read the Dark Tower mm-hmm. books. And it yep. took me, I, I I bought them all and spent like five months reading all the Dark Tower books. Yeah, so I appreciate that. And I, I enjoyed the episode that we, where we got to, I mean, you know, we talked about all the books in one episode, but I'll forgive it because it's a little bit much task for us to do. Uh, you know, one episode per book. Although at this rate, we will eventually do that. So Jason, yeah. there's another idea for your files. Yep. One episode per book <laughs> of the in. Dark right. Tower series. Right. I'm there. I enjoyed our summer Summer of Dark of... Tower. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. 
yep. giant reread. Um, we all filled with people who also like the book, so that's great. That was the most uh, homework I've ever so done fun. for an episode of The Incomparable was the Dark Tower series. <laughs> and and I enjoyed recounting the fact that I had started the series over so many times that I'd read the first several books like five times mm -hmm. <laughs> and then finished it all up just to be on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So that worked out nicely. All right, Dan. Your choice. <laughs> I'm going to pick uh, on the other end of the spectrum, kind of a mix between stuff that we uh, really love, but uh, when it's awful. Um, oh, and, uh, not <laughs> thanks, Sam. Uh, sorry, <laughs> that's that's not a fine filter. <laughs> Which is to say, Star Wars movies, but bad Star oh, Wars yeah, movies. So oh, yes, yeah. yeah. Thank you. I was afraid this wasn't going to go picked. Oh, it's going to get picked, Steve. Uh. I'm not sure. Now, I can't remember whether it's in part one or part two of our epi epic <laughs> episode on Star Wars Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, yeah. that oh, Steve Lutz coins the phrase, what up, my young youngs? <laughs> I think it's in episode two, How I Sold Your Mother. It's in 183, How I Sold Your Mother. Yeah, but it's uh, word up my young youngs just to be just to be clear, uh, which, of course, then uh, made it eventually into Jonathan Mann's song. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, all of the prequel dissections are kind of a joy because they're like the they're like the dark side of our Star Wars episodes where it's like mm -hmm. we're going to spend a lot of time talking to talking about this and not because we love it, but because it hurt us deeply. Yeah, you, you can you can feel the catharsis on those episodes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've actually listened to all the episode one episodes and episode two episodes in the last few days. And uh, episode one, it's really like primal scream therapy. It's <laughs> mm -hmm. there's a lot of hurt there and it all comes out in the early parts of that first episode. Uh, the for me, the episode two ones, especially where you know yeah. sand there's a lot of talk about sand <laughs> a lot of a lot of padme and anakin and their romance dialogue oh and the god capering. it's so bad oh, i'm capering uh, <laughs> you know i rewatched those movies uh at the end of last year before episode nine came out and the only thing that got me through Wait, it was what? remembering our discussions Why would you do that we watched them all steve we watched all of because them because he truly deeply Loves them. Oh <laughs> I do like them, and I want that on the record. I die a little bit inside every time I hear that he's watched a kids a have bad taste. We've covered this. <laughs> okay, I will. I'm going to wrap up our episode draft um, mm. with a recent selection. Not too many episodes ago, and I said when we recorded this that the particular line that became the title of the episode is one of the most ridiculous and my favorite things uh. that's ever been said. And it's in an episode with a premise that is one of the most ridiculous things that we've ever done, which is why mm. I love it. It was the Saturday morning cartoon and serial draft, uh, <laughs> yes. uh, which I nice. loved. I love that we picked some cartoons and then we picked some serial and then we picked some more cartoons. Specifically um, Booberry. Specifically <laughs> Booberry. It's just, I, I love the concept for the episode, but Chip's line reading of that is so amazing. I had to turn to the monster cereals. <laughs> Seek comfort. The, uh, the panel for that and the, the generational aspects of that panel is right? perfect. Yes. Yes. Where Brian and, yes. and Truge are like picking things from cable from 2004. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truly our greatest work. Really the only way that episode could have been better is if Scott was on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back through everybody one last time, and here's what I want. I want episodes that you wish you could have picked and you didn't, so bring out your dead. And along with that, I'd like you to throw in, give me a suggestion for a draft we should do in a future episode numbered with a five on The Incomparable. 
and I'll start with Scott McNulty. Uh, I had a few more episodes on my list. Uh, number 26, Hitler was a rules lawyer, where we uh, talk about uh, Dungeons and Dragons and role-playing Is that the one where we learned about the time when you invited your party to a castle and killed them all? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, it was. Yep. That was on my list. Yep. I, I, I did that. Yep. yep. Uh, well, in the game, I have I have never, it's never been proven that I... You've Scott never McNulty, murdered people in a castle in real life. Got it. I, I have not, no. Uh, I, uh, episode 46, which is a Star Wars uh, episode that I was on. I like my coffee, like my evil Sith lords. I enjoy this only because I watched the special edition and I said, and then Han Solo runs around and they're like a thousand stormtroopers and everyone gasped because I had watched the wrong edition. And I was like, suck it, Star Wars nerds. <laughs> Unclean. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, episode 96, which is one of our Hugo Award nominee episodes, uh, I just enjoy. We talked about the uh, one of the Expanse books, and the title is Space Fedora, which I uh-huh. think is a perfect title for that uh, book. And uh, a draft I would like to see, or kind of uh, following that theme, is uh, we will draft uh, important science fiction novels. Oh. Mm, important. Because then, you know, people can Ooh, argue like about that. what the word important means. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And Mar- Monty will say, is this important? Is this science fiction? Is this a novel? <laughs> and it doesn't matter. It. I'll allow it. <laughs> Monty, <laughs> speaking of whom, uh, bring out your dead and give me a draft idea. Uh, I don't have any dead. Oh, yay! I, <laughs> wow. I uh, prepared right to the right amount. Nailed it. I would like to draft future careers of actors. So, like, young actors or <laughs> actors who are just breaking now that you want to see where their career is going. Like, oh. I'm really starting to like Margot Robbie. What's Margot Robbie coming up? So you'd, like, draft Margot Robbie's upcoming career. Hmm. This is the most Monty idea a, ever. I love it. Market a futures market? <laughs> Intriguing. I do have some notes for a point system, like getting on the cover of Entertainment <laughs> Weekly or something, but we never follow up on these. So those, that sure. wouldn't actually happen, but you draft as well, though they The were. winners will be and revealed in episode 1000. Well, I just feel like we talk about old stuff or stuff that's already happened. I like the yeah. idea of the future. Why don't we talk about forward. the future more? Yeah, the future's yeah. way Things more fun. I agree. I agree. Uh, David, bring out your dead and give me a draft topic. Bring out my dead. Uh, 254, you've ruined pizza because I loved the movie Inside Out. Um, 206, it's all BBC to me, just because I love the idea that all British TV shows are from the BBC. It's just a fact. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, it's just rocket surgery and old movie clubs. I mean, come on. Um, I did enjoy the uh, 388, Lyrics Are For Losers, the TV theme song draft. Oh, yeah. Um, and 441, Evil Dukes Are The Worst, books to adapt to TV, partly because both of the Michael Chabon books that I wanted to adapt are being adapted. Mm-hmm. So, um, And and uh, episode eight, Top Men, because I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> mm-hmm. My regret is that that episode is like only an hour long, and I could yep. really want to spend like another five hours talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark. So. What are we drafting? Uh, I would like to see the Skeletor Recursive Loop draft, which is your favorite... <laughs> Iteration of the recursive loop. Okay. Everybody <laughs> takes the previous person's pick. Yep. <laughs> everyone gets sniped, but everyone gets to get sniped. Excellent. Uh, speaking of Skeletor, Steve. What? Oh, me. <laughs> <sighs> All right. I got a lot of dead. So uh, let's get to it. We'll start with episode nine, Get the Bone Saw, where the podcast really began. That was my first episode. Mm-hmm. Horror movies. 
Um, I was barred from picking this. 58, Grayskull Anonymous, the TV fantasy draft in which I pick Skeletor and Dan does not see that coming. <laughs> why, why don't you, why don't you <laughs> just pick episode 300 where you picked episode 58? Oh, no. I no. certainly no. considered that, yes. No. No. You what go. if you pick 500? I think this is a great episode. I'm having a great time, guys. <laughs> I'm right. picking 501. Yeah. It's a book club. Uh, yeah. It'll be good. Hey. It may still be going by the time we get to episode 1000. Um, <laughs> also, that was the uh, the the initiation of uh, Edith Snell and Dual Edith, uh-huh. episode 58. Historically important. <laughs> mm-hmm. Historically yeah, important. It's on, the, it's on the marker that's placed by the side of the road by my house. Yep. Uh, episode 71, the holiday, <laughs> holiday movie vault, um, which was before we started to ruin holiday things. So mm-hmm. we just have a lot of things we enjoy there. Uh, episode 73, UGG, a 2011 clip show, our first dumb clip show. Uh-huh. Uh, we pick a favorite thing, singular, in that episode instead of 7,000 yeah. favorite things. Imagine, imagine yeah. that. Uh, also, UGG. The, the source the source of UG, by the way, that was an iTunes review of the podcast, was just yes. UG. Oh. Uh, well, no, there was more to it, but the, the topic was UG. Yeah. It was something uh. about us talking over top of each other. We never do that. Uh, we don't. The, no, the, no, no. We dare you, sir. Jokes. Actually, that was the one with jokes, I'm pretty certain. With jokes and quotes. Same review. Yep. Uh, that's our biggest fan. Uh, also, uh, Serenity's singular singular favorite thing choice in that episode was new things, new things. which were actually old things, which she had <laughs> inhaled into her brain. Uh-huh. And that's one that stuck with me all these years, too. Yep. Uh, also, listeners, Lori, Janice, and Chad pick a clip in which I pick Skeletor and Dan <laughs> oh, does not see that coming. <laughs> I never see it coming. <laughs> Still? Still. Uh, episodes 79 and 80, which is our con film festival. Yeah. That's our movie draft. Yeah. That was enormous fun. It got split over two episodes, and then there was also a third episode where we talked about it even more. And as if that wasn't enough content, we also have a bonus track that lasts for quite a while, which you get to hear, first of all, the first appearance of the Prospector in Incomparable Lore. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, we we were enjoying each other's company so much that we didn't want to get off of the, uh, the podcast, so Jason had to murder us one by one oh, yeah. <laughs> and kick us yes. off the call. Wow. Uh, which is great fun. Episode 85, Game Show, which is the true progenitor of the entire Game Show feed. Yeah. Uh, first introduction of Team Old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also there's a Cheech and Chong sketch that Glenn and Greg and I do, which we don't talk about. Episode 118, The Incomparable Holiday Vault 2. It's just like the other Holiday Vault. I only mention it because there's a bonus track attached to it in which Glenn Fleischman announces that Steve Lutz is a handsome man. So that's what you want to go listen to for sure. That's where, that's that where it comes from. <sighs> Episode 118B, I'm Batman. Mm-hmm. Clearly mm-hmm. a work of fiction. Yep. <laughs> Uh, episode 129, Prescription Salad. That's our episode on Star Trek, the original yeah. series. Mm-hmm. We also that cover all salads. Fun. Scott was <laughs> in that one. And salad. Mm-hmm. Scott was in that one. And also my daughter, her one and only appearance on the podcast, which was, oh. uh, which was a hoot. Actually, I think that she was in 130 and the children shall lead them or something. But yes. anyway, that was a lot of fun. Episode 150, I look forward to ignoring your criticism. I'm just going to read all of the episodes. We're only up to 150? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, Scott. It, 
Were you in that one? Later. Scott was oh, in that one. Yes, I was. He not only was in that one, he provided the episode title. Uh-huh. I look forward to ignoring your criticism. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that was listener feedback, but the reason I mention it is because that is where we uh, we get into the 23andMe ad in which we talk about <laughs> spitting, spitting, spitting in the tube. That's right. Oh, classic. Oh, they own your, d- your DNA now. Yep, they do. Uh, <laughs> uh, jumping all the way forward two episodes to 152, what? the Comic-Con episode. <laughs> that was oh, on my boy. list. That was on my That's list. That's the episode in which attorney Jake Bell bought us a beer and a lady asked us to take her picture in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> True story. <laughs> oh, boy. Skipping forward a bit here. Quite a bit here, actually. Um, Love Blooms Naturally on a Vespa. That's episode 270. Frankenstein meets the space monster. Mm. I just really oh, like that movie. Yeah. That was that's, the, the, that's the fun, extremely fun unusual case where we picked yeah. a random movie out yeah. of a hat for rocket surgery and it turned out to be kind of good. It's a cool, chill vibe a lot of the time. Like, That's right. Time. I mean, there's a Vespa in it. Of course there's a cool, chill vibe. Uh, 274, Rudolph's Hideous Mutation, <laughs> where we uh, we enjoy Charlie Brown, we sort of like the Grinch, and we crap all over Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, <laughs> which is, uh, is truly deserved. Episode 281, I Love a Lot of Awful People. That is the 2015 clip show in which we get a visit from old Steve, mm. a bit that I thought was going to fall uh, flat on the floor and actually did okay, so I was pretty happy about it. That that would be in my top five singular favorite moments. It was fun while recording a show. Also, you picked Skeletor in that, and Dan didn't see it coming. That time I saw it. <laughs> it's the one time. every year. It's the he one time. See it coming. It's the one time. We're all the way to 2016, folks. Episode 288 and 289. <laughs> I wish I was back in Norway, and it's not Hamilton. <laughs> This is the album draft. Uh, we haven't done a lot of music episodes, and this one was a particularly good one. Really enjoyed it. Jumping into 2017, see, it's going faster now because these are less historically important. Episode uh, 341. <laughs> Modern episode. Who likes those? Yeah. And yet slowed uh, down by explanations of the context. Uh, 341. Might as well keep going. That's our rocket surgery on the Wizard of Mars, which Horrors is... Horrors of the Red Planet. <laughs> Horrors of the Red Planet. Mm. Um, which is probably the worst movie we've ever done on rocket surgery, and yet I think it's one of the funniest episodes. It's Carradine-tastic. Mm-hmm. It is. Car- well, there are bits of Carradine in it, as is his wife. <laughs> there, there are bits of Carradine in all of these. Ew. Let's face it. All right, we're in the home stretch, people. Episode three sixty seven, Batman. Ah! Ah! <laughs> and episode three sixty eight, this movie ends, comma right question mark. Yes. Those are our episodes on Batman Forever oh, and oh. Batman and Robin. Oh God, I just relived the part where they're surfing. <laughs> we need an extra episode to fit in all the Batman and Robin talk. <laughs> yep. Uh, they serve, oh. they serve from space, Tony. They come. I, mm-hmm. I'm there, Jason. I'm seeing it, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody already mentioned this. I'm going to mention it again anyway because it's on my list. Episode 388, Lyrics Are for Losers. That's a TV theme song draft. I enjoy it because there's a surprising amount of very bad singing, and there's often very bad singing, but this is a surprising amount. Mm-hmm. And the last one on my list, episode 428, Sour and Smells Like Feet. That's beer episode two because it's a beer episode. <laughs> yeah. And what, uh, give me a draft, Steve. I don't know. I'm loath to actually suggest a new draft because my Monty Python sketch draft and my Starship crew draft are still floating out there mm. unused. Mm. But uh, I was listening to the TV character draft today and I had drafted Larry Dallas and it was suggested that I should draft the Regal Beagle next. And so I'm thinking <laughs> location draft. Yeah. We draft mm-hmm. our favorite locations in TV and movies 
And maybe books too, although I'm not really that into books. How about the fruit cart in Star Raiders? The fruit cart's a good start. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think every everybody gets cheers in that okay. draft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All okay. right. Sounds good. Erica, uh, what numbers do you like? <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of numbers, but I, I can do them fast. Um, starting starting with episode 160, Super Secret Sony Mini Discs, because it was my first episode. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, the sentimental Matrix. value. Also, The Matrix, still one of my very favorite yeah. movies of all time. And I had fun talking about that with you guys. With you strangers. And you, and you kept me. <laughs> Even after that. Um, well, you kept that, us. That's the weird part. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, yeah, okay, fair, fair. Uh, episode 169, A Man with a Long Scarf, where we talked about 50 years of Doctor Who in one podcast. <laughs> and then we never mentioned it <laughs> never again. <laughs> episode 185, A Three-Edged Sword, where we talked about all five years of Babylon 5, yeah. which is another of my favorite shows. Uh, episode 192, Murderous Roomba, uh, The Robot Draft, which actually yeah. launched an entire other podcast on the, uh, on the network, which was delightful. In a way. Mm. <laughs> sort of or not from a, from a manner of speaking. Yeah. <laughs> pick, pick number 14 specifically kind of launched it. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, episode 202, The Partial Monty, which was the Hugo Book Club <laughs> episode <laughs> from 2014. Um, and that was, I just picked that one as a representative for all of the Hugo and Nebula book club episodes that I've been on because that was the very first one that I did and it was lots of fun. Um, number 246, the Schmoop Index, where oh, we yeah. talked about books we had to read in school yeah. and it was very cathartic because we read a lot of crap in high school. Take that, Stephen Crane. Yeah. <laughs> suck it. Uh, episode 266, <laughs> It's Impossible Being Green. That was when we talked about the Muppets and when I made everybody, especially Lisa, very sad about with my story about how Ernie did not read recognize me at Sesame Street Live when I was four years old. So, yeah, a little pathos. Uh, Episode 283, the stars look very different today when we remember David Bowie. Uh, I feel like that was was when everything started going wrong. So it was nice to have like one tiny last little gasp of of joy talking about somebody that I cared about very much with friends that I cared about very much. And then the world went to hell. Next 297, The Ohm Whisperer, when we talked about Naushka, Valley of the mm. Wind, and the endless argument about whether or not the baby Ohm died. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. It's a whole bonus track on. for 33 she minutes. Where we, go, where we go, we go frame by frame. <laughs> frame by frame. Uh, episode 309, Boats in Space. I just liked drafting spaceships. That was fun. Uh, episode 339, Burned Like Books, where we read 1984 and Fahrenheit 451. I would never have read 1984 otherwise. Uh, and maybe I would have been happy in my innocence, but I think now I am better equipped to understand the world around me. So that was an important episode. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. I think uh, episode three forty. <laughs> give the robots some time, uh, where we covered Laputa Castle in the Sky, which was the first new to me Miyazaki movie I saw after loving Naushka so much and not liking Spirited Away or Howl's Moving Castle. So it was good to know that there was more Miyazaki out there that I could enjoy. So that was that was nice. Uh, episode 379, High Fantasy with Muppets, when I got to talk about Labyrinth, which is the other thing that I'm trying to talk about on as many podcasts as possible. Uh, one of my favorite movies. And I got to make Jason watch it for the first uh-huh. time and got to podcast with Katie Mack, which was really fun. Yeah. Uh, yep. 
Uh, number 399, We Endured It, You Adored It, The Prisoner, uh, and all <laughs> yeah. of the uh, consternation that came with talking about the last few episodes of that show, which I still say never happened. Uh-huh. Um, episode 414, Credible Hulk. Um, go ahead, Steve, <laughs> savor this because we're going to hear Tony break down about Gamma, Gamma Dogs, Dogs right Tony. now. <laughs> Gamma I, Dogs. Have, I have processed my feelings about Gamma Dogs. <laughs> I don't like them. Okay. They were a bad mm, idea. Fair. Mm-hmm. But I don't, it, you can't pain me with that one. Uh, my next pick is 426, Up to the Puppies, mm. where we watched Equilibrium, which was just really oh. cathartic to bag on a movie that thought it was so smart, but really, really wasn't. On my mm. list, Erica. Twinsies. <laughs> That's Thanks, a movie Dan. that has read 1984 and wants you to know about it. Yes, <laughs> totally. That one's Dan's rocket surgery. Yeah, it is. It's, it's true. Really is. Uh, episode 434, All Wormholes Go to Heaven, where we talked about the black hole. I still maintain that should not have been a rocket surgery Me but the too. fact the fact that we mm-hmm. disagreed about that i think made it extra fun but the uh the thing that made the entire episode totally worth it was james recollection of his terrifying train experience with Vincent oh, yes. the robot uh-huh. because worth the price of admission right there and last is sort of a twofer uh it was episode 184 genius edition which was the first board game draft and episode 435 fun facts which was the second <laughs> board game draft uh because jason had I forgotten forgot that we, we already done, done it board- yeah. But yeah, but I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed that. The first one specifically because I was delighted to find out that my idea of a really fun game is very much the opposite of some other people's idea of a very fun game. So, you know, it takes all kinds. And uh, I was totally not prepared to come and tell you something to draft, Jason. So I'm going to suggest a board game draft. <laughs> great idea. Ooh. I think that'll be great. Uh, people will love it. Lisa, do you have some numbers for me? Just three. Okay. Um, I've narrowed down. Um, the first selection is number 149, Gleekless, the superhero draft, um, which was fun. And we came up with teams like the New Revengers, the Sensational Seven, Moist Justice. Mm. And the- <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I had a distressing feeling that that one was That mine. was yours, yeah. I strongly recommend that anyone who listens visit the show notes because Tony Sindelar sent in his entries and the notes that go along with the entries. He was a last not on the Wait episode. Wait a minute, I'm not on this one. <laughs> no, but you sent us your rationale for it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you sent your picks in via email. Yeah, talking about how Forge was slumming as an IT consultant. Cool. Um, and for that line alone, uh, <laughs> boom, instant pick. Uh, my next pick is number 310. I hated Mrs. Slimer, which was about the 2016 remake of ghostbusters the reason i love this episode is uh, it was a real hoot to record real hoot wow all of a sudden i've i've become like my great aunt um time travel uh it was it was a lot of fun and it was conversation with with shannon sutterth and erica and helene and it's a group of people that i don't think the four of us had ever been on one podcast together Mm -hmm. and the conversation was just hilarious and fun and a great time and it's too bad that they're making another Ghostbusters without these people because I would have happily reconvened this panel to talk about a better sequel in an alternate universe. And <laughs> finally, my last pick is number 392, Quantum Computer for Violence. It is part of the Comic Book Club, which is one of my favorite intermittent ongoing series we have. And Jason and I talked about um, DC's Midnighter with Joe Rosensteel. Yeah. And I loved being on a podcast with him. He's great. And I wish we could find more stuff to talk about on podcasts with him. And it was also a really great comic book. So that was another thing that stood out too, is it just loved it a whole lot. 
there's a lot of picks tonight where we've all been on the picks, but I think also that one of the things I've really loved about being the on the incomparable is being able to meet and interact with a whole bunch of panelists who didn't make it tonight. And they did, they <laughs> not these guys, though. <laughs> these people are awful. Ah, oh, hell no. I mean, she's not wrong. Check that out. Yeah. What am I drafting, Lisa? Uh, we're actually doing another NC2A bracket um, instead of a mm. draft, and it's with Star Wars characters, and the oh. brackets are going oh, to be no, Rebel no. Scum. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Finally, they- Kyle Katard will get his day. <laughs> yeah. Eat it, Dash Rendar. <laughs> Rebel Scum, the Empire, Jedis, and then the fourth bracket is Porgs, Wookiees, and Droids. Oh my. Oh and- no. And in this NC2A 64 slot bracket, it includes all of the movies. And I cannot wait to see how the final four turn out. Oh, dear. Droids are <laughs> condemned wow. to be with porgs? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> These are sentient beings. Porgs are sentient. What are look, you talking about? Look, <laughs> Lisa gave it a charming, charming title. We all know it's etc. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest. Dot, oh, yeah. Dot, dot. Yeah. Wild card. And- and people that aren't as good as us. Porg that Chewbacca roasts versus R2-D2. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Mostly cannot speak in English. Yep. Dibs on itchy. I loved it when we did the brackets for for superheroes. I really feel we have enough Star Wars movies at this point. That was you your really idea, by the way. It. I'm going to blame you. You and Phil were like, oh, I know. Well, let's do a NCAA tournament of superheroes. And I said, stupidly, Sure. Yes. Yeah, you know you guys should, you should uh, condemn Dan to have to judge it. That'll teach him. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Totally do this. I want to see how all the droid. I want to see how the droid bracket turns out. Especially Ooh, I want to be you... a judge in the next all one. Right. That looked fun. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh. you can even do like uh, old Lando versus luck. new Lando. I'll put, mm. I'll put it on the list. Tony, what do you what do you have for me? What do I have? Uh, I will mention an early episode. Uh, episode 54 is a comic book club episode, uh, which is mentionable uh, only for the title from Lisa Smizer, Put on This Mask and Strut for Mama, in which <laughs> <laughs> it was left there, people. No one else took it. Jason and Lisa cover all the works of Brian K. Vaughn. I will tell you, my comic book consumption has gone way up since rejoining, uh, to, since joining the Incomparable People, but a really good... Uh, uh, approach to only reading great comic books is read everything Jason and Lisa and others tell you to read. Uh, I'll mention a couple ones that uh, I was on that I did not draft earlier because I'm classy like that. Uh, episode 234, <laughs> we watched The Core, which I believe was the fir- the actual first named rocket surgery. Uh, someone else picked it, but that so it's their fault, but that is a movie I have a lot of affection for. Somehow, as a result of that, John, I don't totally remember the series of events, but you Griefed me into watching the Nicolas Cage movie knowing. That was my revenge. <laughs> I don't understand how that happened. I'm still mad at you about that. Um, episode 296, the official Batman. We covered Batman the Animated Series, uh, a TV show that is roughly half of my personality. Um, and that basically spawned the short lived podcast Batman University until Total Party Kill took over my life. And last, I actually hosted an episode on the main show, episode 442. I led a panel discussion of Cowboy Bebop because Jason didn't do the homework. I didn't do the homework, no. Uh, yep. And <laughs> no. we talked about Cowboy Bebop, the beloved anime series, and lots of people tweeted at me not liking about how I pronounce the word 
Anime. (laughs) (laughs) And allowed people have to shut their email again just now. Uh, Jason, you you taught me about snake drafts. You've never drafted snakes. What's with that? Um, In all seriousness, I think that actually might be a fun draft. I don't know. It might be redundant with some of your holiday things, but I would like to hear people draft some of their favorite toys. I don't know if that's too close to like, I think you've you've Mm -hmm. done like a draft of maybe Christmas gifts or holiday Mm. gifts, but toys seemed like I want to get into who you are as people. Tell me about your sleds. Dan can Uh, tell us about his transformer that he lost on the road again. Take that back, John. That was a long time ago. We could go back there. That was not all toys. We could do all toys in an hour. We never go back and cover things. No. I draft all Legos. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) John Syracuse, tell me what, uh, what you had left over. I have a long list here, but I'm going to try to speed run it. Okay. That's a, that's a video game term, Jason. Uh-huh. Uh, episode 200, uh, Butter Zone, which is one of our you know recap episode things. In particular, I remember that we recorded a portion of that live in the Macworld yeah. studio, and I remember that little room, and I, I like that one. Um, Jedi Weekend, to pick another Star Wars one, this is the Empire episode where Dan and I simultaneously uh, declared that Han and Leia had sex uh, by the time they got to Cloud City. It's a very important uh, revelation. Um Episode 243, Find My Lightsaber, which is the uh, another trailer analysis. This is the Force Awakens trailer analysis. It's slightly longer than the other one, but then so was the trailer. Um, I remember liking that one. Uh, 277, Stormtroopers Are People, where we actually talk about the Force Awakens. That was a very important movie in my life and a very important episode. It was also three hours and 20 minutes. Yep. So good job <laughs> there on us. Um, oh, boy. Episode 485, Iterative Movies Are My Jam, where we talked about <laughs> uh, Edge of Tomorrow, just because it was... A movie, uh, an episode where I think we all like the movie and we're all kind of vibing on it the same way. Uh, and I, that's that for some reason that's rare. There's usually one person who's like, meh, I don't know. But we all kind of liked it. That was good. That was on uh, my long, long list. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I have this is my long, long list. Uh, episode 328, Panspermia, but for clothes, where we talk about Arrival and argue about whether Amy Adams' character is a monster. Yep, you're wrong, by the way, just for the record. <laughs> Gotta love the controversy <laughs> episodes. Um, also on my long, long list. There's so many grudges being brought up in this episode. <laughs> It's good, isn't it? Get it all yeah. out. Get a record yeah. of it. It'll be clear, yeah. free and clear for 501. Yeah. Episode yeah. 348, he's way better than Fonzie, which is the old movie club asterisk under protest because these aren't old movies. <laughs> Where we talked about Breaking Away and Breaking American Graffiti. Away, right. Two great movies that are definitely not old. Uh, the Core episode, we already covered that. <laughs> Tell us about your feelings about The Core, John. Yeah. Let it, I, let I it go. Episode. It was on my list. Um, okay. Uh, episode 84 wind is the enemy where jason and i try to talk about all the miyazaki movies because nobody else wanted to talk about miyazaki so it was just me and jason Mm -hmm. we couldn't convince anyone else to come on well what's Um, the episode number on that there were only like three of us 84 84. (laughs) there were plenty of people who just didn't want to watch it um uh episode 248 most poetic sledgehammer where we talk about ghost in the shell and a little bit about uh, yeah. the movie and a little bit about standalone complex um also on my long long list <laughs> yes uh, my recollection is that uh, that is an uh an early uh anime episode where i was excited that at least one other person seemed to like the thing and that was erica who seemed to like this <laughs> or if she didn't don't tell me she faked it well um <laughs> I'm not uh, that good. Episode 442, Sword is definitely personality. Oh, we already covered that. The Cowboy Bebop mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I, I like that just because it showed that we are not beholden to Jason's whims. Yep. We can do an episode about Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> you know, he doesn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Eat it, Snell. Episode 208, The Good People Are Already Dead, uh, where it combines two of my loves, uh, everyone dying and video games, where we talked about The Last of Us. <laughs> Uh, episode 318, Creepy Hug, which was about uh, the game Inside, uh, which was a fun, very, you know, I, I my feelings about that game, since it was sort of like a one, one sit-down playthrough, 
are so tied up with the episode. It's like I played that game and recorded the episode. It's all one experience. I like that one. Uh, 358, I kissed them both about Life is Strange, another uh, video game yeah, episode that I enjoyed. that was a great episode. Yeah. Uh, this is the video game section. Uh, 165, Grieving for My Left Thumb. I, I, I'm i not sure if I picked all the video game episodes I might have, but I really did enjoy a lot of them. And that was that was some weird stuff in there. I know we talked about Gone Home, which is the big nimble. We also talked about Brothers, yeah. which no one ever talks about. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a really interesting game. Uh, and of course, 108, uh, Then We Touched, Then We Sang. Journey. But one of my favorite video <laughs> games of all time, Journey. Um, I think the book ones, they already got picked by everybody. Although there is 82, Apocalypse Book Club, which is more apocalypse books. even more Surprise. into the world yeah <laughs> that's so right so much road. apocalypse so dark the road yeah, 134 obligatory cannibalism mm-hmm. <sighs> that was did we do the road twice uh I think yeah we did rogue and dog stars together i think yeah is that and right we also did uh 82 is more of a kind of like we talk about the road but it's really about mm-hmm. all the apocalypse books and yeah, then we yeah. went back because of course we you know we ran out of ideas and we needed yeah. to and then finally around. uh 63 and 29 that's uh, uh 29 is magic fridge and 63 is like a good book exploded uh this is the the name of the wind wise man's fear and the name of the wind we're still waiting for the third one on that but i i really enjoyed doing those two episodes any day now yeah any day <laughs> um you know what it's like dan just he's busy uh i had a david bowie episode we covered that uh and then my my miscellaneous category uh episode 59 my one and only semi reasonable instance where our plan came together uh where i picked han solo uh from the, from the uh <laughs> star wars holiday special and finally made some good use out of that thing and put it together into a show that was kind of like firefly 28 bad at high school where we talked mm. about this is, these were kind of like you we covered all of geek culture yes. in one episode yeah. it was more yes, like a therapy session all... though uh-huh. like it was more like oh, what was it like to grow up as a nerd and what is geek culture and why does it exist and scott was on that so one. it was based on that dumb essay where they split the nerds into like three distinct mm-hmm. categories zombie spaceship oh. wasteland you got it yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah pat oswalt uh, i think right yes yeah. uh, yes and then finally a 104 kids have bad taste ah uh, yes they parenting do. They do all of parenting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That episode, well, it's one episode we covered it. You just don't want yeah, to see the prequels and everything's fine. What are we drafting? I thought someone was actually going to snipe my. What are we going to draft? Draft, but they dodged it. I think we should draft movie animals. Mm-hmm. You mean like like, uh, like, like uh, porks, Benji porks? the Hunted animal animals that are in movies? You could pick anybody you want. You could pick Benji, Benji. if you wanted. You could pick the Black Stallion. You know, movie animals. You could try to pick Chewie and then try to convince Jason that that's, that, that's, that's an a animal. valid pick. <laughs> yeah. Seabiscuit. <laughs> it's Animal the Muppet from the Muppet movie. Yeah. All right, Dan, your turn. Uh, let's see. A bunch of mine were picked. The Monster Mash, Top Men, uh, Up to the Puppies, Tastes Like College, Hitler was a rules lawyer. Um, I was barred from picking episode one, which was also my first episode, so so much for that. I was barred from picking episode 22. <laughs> Stephen Fry does not appear, even though it's, it's got to be the most bizarre episode we've ever done. Um other ones, uh, Incomparable 24, my word is Vorkosigan, when we talked about the Vorkosigan saga. Uh, that was a lot of fun. It's my favorite books. It's still mm-hmm. my favorite books. Nah, 67 and 68, Darth Vader's office is really weird, and Jedi Weekend, the Empire Strikes yeah. Back episodes. Uh, episode four, this film presented in Mummy Vision, where we discuss all movie soundtracks. <laughs> all movie soundtracks. Uh, and then a trio of episodes that dealt with uh, some of my favorite movies. Uh, 482, A Problematic Hen, which was recent, our sneakers Ooh. episode. Long, Two, long list. 269, Crazy Ivan, mm. uh, our Hunt for Red October episode. And uh, Billy Campbell's Soup, 343, The Rocketeer. All of those episodes, I believe, feature Casey List, too. Yeah. 
Uh, the film festival, Everything Sounds Beautiful in German, number 79. Uh, our revisit of soundtracks with our soundtrack draft, number 430, We're the Magnificent Seven, where we, again, cover all soundtracks. <laughs> uh, and then uh, a, a two-parter, 403 and 405, Computers Are Educational, and that's definitely you, our childhood canon episodes, uh, which mm. were a lot of fun to sort of see why we ended up the way we ended up. So that was <laughs> a, an interesting <laughs> set of episodes. Uh, and then I had John picked 354, Sons of Caledonia, and uh, I also had 448, A Bank the Size of a Planet, the episodes where I got to talk to Jason about my books, which was just a fun experience getting to be able to sort of break those down. Um, yeah, that is my list. And what am I picking? What's a draft that we could do? Oh, uh, we are going to draft uh, fictional detectives with the possible spin of making your own cop, not a cop team. Oh, ah, yes, that's right. Oh, oh, I like that. Dan, question. Do they have to be vampires? <laughs> what if you had a show and it's the world's greatest detective and also the world's greatest detective? Well, one of them's not a cop. <laughs> Batman's not a cop, Dan. Bat, not a bat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so Batman and Columbo. Yeah, mm. I love it. By the way, episode 85 game show is also where we learned that uh, Babylon 5 is part of the Star, Star Trek universe. universe. Yeah. <laughs> By the that way, was before my time. So now it feels like all 500 episodes have been selected, but it's not true. I have three uh-huh. that were not mentioned that I will mention. Uh, episode- oh, only three or three that you picked oh, out? Well, I mean, there are only three that I picked out. <laughs> there could Number be more. 17. Four, uh, 449 from March of 2019. That's the source code episode. Mm, good one. Um, also on my oh, long, that, long list. That, uh, does, is that the iter- iterative movies are my job? No, that was the other one. No, like, that it's John a onion, an onion of a movie. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, something. that's right. Well, anyway, we, we did a lot of time loop movies that are good and that uh, people didn't mm-hmm. maybe watch as much as they should. I, I enjoy those episodes where we kind of find really good epi- uh, really good movies that we kind of try to re-canonize that people might have missed. Um, that's a lot of fun. Uh, episode 431, I wanted to mention, which is the 2001 A Space Odyssey episode. Um, that was a lot of fun. I also want to point out that I worked up to 431 for a long time because I know how much John Gruber loves that movie. And I was uh, kind of concerned that I-, I wanted to do it right. And I think we did it right. And then the next week we did 2010. And uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, it's a movie I like. And I wanted to mention episode 247, which was my experimental episode. It was the week that David Letterman retired. And I interviewed a bunch of people and oh, made yeah. like a kind of like a, a This American Life kind of thing that was about my experience watching David Letterman when I was a kid and and uh, and talked to a couple of TV critics I know and a couple of other friends of mine and put that together. And that was uh, kind of just a, you know, an off format experiment. And I'm pretty happy with it. And I got to tell the yeah, story really about good. when my house burned down. So, yeah, there was that. <laughs> I, I will say it's funny listening to some of the early episodes, how Jason used to worry about listeners being angered by our weirder episodes. <laughs> <laughs> he realized that's our core competency now. In several of the early clip shows, it's he talks about brand. how he feared that after the TV fantasy draft, that listeners would be at his door with pitchforks and torches. <laughs> They were, but they were just really in favor of it. They were like cheering yeah. us. We really like brief episodes where you cover all of one media source with questionable <laughs> audio quality. Stick to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just went to clean up all your hay you had lying around and uh, set some And make fires. sure you had a lot of light yep. in front of yeah. your house. But that's, oh that's why God. we used to have frequent after dark slash bonus tracks, because we mm. used to cut all the weird, stupid crap out. And then we realized that listeners actually prefer prefer the weird, stupid crap to the actual content. So well, I, still, I still cut 
cut it out, but then they pay m- us money so that they can listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> what a deal! He cuts out the meat and leaves the fat. That's right. Episode 500 is where we say, jokes on you guys! <laughs> All right. Suckers. Well, I think we've reached the end of episode 500. Um, 500 down, <gasps> 500 more to go. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Wait, did we do the draft draft? Because I've been told this will culminate in a draft draft, which means we don't have to do any more episodes <laughs> I'm gonna leave once we've you done hanging the draft now. draft. That's it. Oh, no. my God. But we have uh, drafted many things. And uh, also, you've told me new new drafts to draft, <laughs> which is great. Wait a second. Bracketology. It's going to make the draft draft that much easier. Trap, <laughs> trap, draft. Thank you to my fine... Uh, panelists who were here uh, more than anybody else over the last 10 years, uh, and also Steve. Scott McNulty, thank you you for being here. Thank you for having me. I thought this was going to be short. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Monty Ashley, thank you. I did not think this was going to be short. (laughs) David J. Laura, thank you. All all joking aside, thank you for having me all these years. This this has been wonderful. You're welcome. This is David's last episode. He's leaving us, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm glenning. Um, Steve Lutz, hello, goodbye. <laughs> well, this was great. Yep. <laughs> no, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, here's to at least another two or three more episodes. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna commit to 500, but no, here's to a handful of more episodes before we realize we made a mistake. I've still got this South African kung fu movie. I'm trying to make. We got, Jason yeah, pick. we we got to get to the 10th anniversary. Monty, I'm ready. The 10th anniversary is coming up in August, so you know we gotta we gotta stick it out till then. And we'll do Kill and Kill again. Yes. Uh-huh. And surely there's going to be a Cool Cat sequel before long. Oh, I hope so. I, no, I, I, I take that back. It is foretold. <laughs> Cooler cat. The world can't end until there's a Cool Cat sequel. Erica and Sign, thank you. I will commit to 500 more episodes. Well, you started late, so you got more energy left. I did. I did. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Erica cheating. has officially been committed. Yep. Good. Erica, <laughs> isn't that just a light week of podcasts for you? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yes. Yep. <laughs> Lisa Schmeiser, thank you. Thank you for having me. Tony Sindelar, the only way out is birds. Hello, nerds. Goodbye, friends. Oh. Oh. John Syracuse, thank you. I don't know if this means anything, but like 15 minutes ago, my nose started bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Have you lost time? Note. <laughs> I mean, it, who can say? Who can say? Dan Morin, thank you. I'm the last person on the panel, so I guess I can fittingly say this podcast is over. Oh, well done, well done. And I've been your host for some, but clearly not all, of the last 500 episodes, Jason Snell, thanking you all for listening, and we will see you next week for episode 501, really? I got the 501 blues. It's about jeans. It's, it's the gonna jeans be a draft. jeans draft. Yeah, it is. That's right. You got it. Pants. It's actually pants draft. So and, and then uh. Monty's gonna come in and say, what do you think about culottes? And I'm gonna be like, no, oh, allow it. Uh, and then there's a British person on it, and the whole thing goes bad. Clam diggers. Cutoffs are cutoffs jeans, or do they change into something different once you cut them? I'm I'm going Capri. <laughs> What's the judge's ruling on leggings? <laughs> leggings, no, but jeggings. jeggings are fine. Yeah, if they're patterned <laughs> like they look like jeans, then they're pants. <laughs>
How about yoga pants? I'm for them. I mean, it's right in the name. Jeans, but they're pants. Just like, <laughs> just like the da- dance, the robot is a robot because it's got <laughs> it in the name. This episode ended pretty clean, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck the landing. Recording.